0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rip City Goons, episode 15. I'm DJ Naked Knight. This is my co-host, Tay Guevara. Yo, yo. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, uh, and we're going to get right into the NBA. CJ McCollum returns to Rip City, returns back home to a standing ovation, about a minute long, and a, a highlight reel video. I think that the city of Portland did him a service i was really proud uh, of portland for doing that because that guy's been you know one of the main veins of portland represented us well for a long 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 time so uh hats off to the city for that
1: yeah i think i think they had to right and, and also it comes down to it's a, it's funny like we were talking what three weeks ago about ben simmons and his first return to philly after like the trade yeah and It just look. I don't want to talk shit about Philly fans, but I'm going to talk a little bit of shit about Philly fans. Um, They are not as good as Portland fans. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but I, you know, he wasn't. He didn't leave on his own accord. He didn't want to go. I mean, I read that Portland the the Players Tribune article he wrote where he was very like super complimentary of the city, super complimentary of the organization and everything. I think he just knew. Like, look it's we've we've been trying this thing out with me and dame for you know 10 it feels like 10 years at this point hasn't been but like you know a good long while and and it just it ran its course we couldn't get over that hump so you know best wishes to cj in in new orleans i'll be i'll be you know if they're not playing portland i'll be rooting for him you know I, i i like that that squad, you know, we'll see if he ever gets to play with Zion, right? Like, because Zion's been perpetually injured. Um, but yeah, I, I I think Portland did him right with the standing O and then Dame. You know, I, I saw him and Dame kind of like have a little like hug, like a hug, you know, bro hug or whatever at the half court, and so I think they did him right. I think that's what he deserved. He probably deserved more, realistically, but you know. Yeah. I
0: I mean I'm just I'm just thinking of it from a fans perspective. Uh people that would have not otherwise bought tickets to a new orleans pelican game right? right maybe kids want to see zion but you know i'm not he's not playing, playing. but he's he? not playing so especially this year but I, but he would have been the attraction i think for right the younger kids you know because he's got a he had a, he had a bunch of media push behind him on his way in you know and he he mm-hmm. performed pretty well he kind of he's kind of like sean camp or young barkley to me is what he kind of reminded me of But, I mean, CJ scored. He got some cheers from the fans. Yes, I agree, Portland fans. Philly fans are brutal and for all the wrong reasons, and it always comes back to bite them in the ass because they always end up, like, when Brooklyn showed back up and then just killed them by 29. It always, you know, but I think that's the thing is that's what people like about. Uh, the Trailblazers, and that's what people like about uh, our, our city. is like It might be a small market, but but the, the fans are, are – we care and we are, are very loyal to our talent. If they're good human beings, we support yeah. them. We've always supported even players that maybe would be a B-plus player, right? It's Rudy not, Fernandez
1: it's comes to mind. We're, like Rudy right, there's, Fernandez there's a million and Nicholas Batum Remember that?
0: Gave Enos Cantor, a standing ovation when he came well, back. And he, he was talking to Yurkic – or uh, not uh, – yeah – He's talking to Nurkic on the free throw line. I could see it. He's like, I didn't know that they that they that if they would cheer Boomy, but that's how good of fans we are. Like, if you've come and you've played hard for us and you're a good human being, we'll cheer for you all the way till you retire when you come. Well, in, Anus, you
1: know, Enus brought us what he was like. Nurk, was, Nurk broke his leg and Enos jumped in and and was like a big, like, played huge. He was, like, he was getting double-doubles. Well, and he played huge for, uh, you know, he played huge for us in the playoffs. I think that was the year – that was with the Warriors, right? That was the year yeah. that we got to the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals and then they just – Steph Curry came back and just annihilated us. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you <sighs> – there's so many. I mean, we love Pippen. Pippen hates us. He won't talk about the fact that he played for us. Like, but we love him. We love the fact that he was here. We love Steve Smith. We love Brian. Dude, I miss Brian Grant still. Like, I love that guy. Um, I know he. I, he's had some health issues recently. I, I'm not sure... Just, I, I think term.
0: we're just a basketball town, and you could tell. Like, you see – I watch a lot of these videos of, uh, you know, people, Westbrook, Westbrook getting, like, people just saying, like, messed up stuff about his family, about him, mm-hmm. at, in like, Indiana. When I was sitting there – Or Utah. Or, or Utah. But when I'm sitting there, I don't hear anybody. Like, I, there, I had one drunk guy behind me yelling at the ref the whole time. But he never said a bad thing to any – you know – player yeah. or human being in there he yelled at the ref a lot but it was just more like aggressive like banter it wasn't like he was like "F you ref like it was like yeah you know hey did you watch number eight you hey. you know it just to the mm-hmm. point where it's annoying to everybody around but it's not really a got, big deal uh, a big a big infraction i guess I don't want to talk too much about this because I feel like the national media and everybody really, Laker, 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 it's been the Lakers down sinking ship this whole year. So Lakers are out. I'm just going to leave it at that. We'll see you next year, LeBron. He fake retired for April Fools today because uh, we're recording this on April Fools. So uh, definitely hard to get stories, uh, you know, with April A little Fool's. bit. Well,
1: there was that Julian Edelman, like just to like, stick on April Fool stuff, that Julian Edelman thing that got a lot. Of, of sports writers rich eisen talked to, uh you know just like i think i listened to him talking about like yeah he had me for like a split second
0: i was like edelman uh, he had me he had yeah. me you know why because i saw an instagram video of tom brady throwing to edelman and i was right. like if anybody could like dig a guy out of the archives it would be tom brady and it well, would, edelman edelman would be a guy like justin edelman ago. and i could Do see there, that yeah where Bill Belichick said, no, nah, he's shot. We, we got to get another slant. And Tom Brady was kind of salty about it, you know, and then I could, I could, well, Edelman played there after Brady left. Yeah, he did. He retired like one year later. Yeah.
1: You know, um, I, I, it'd be, it, it would have been funny, but yeah, I, I think there was a couple of weird stories that I saw. Um, the only ones that come to mind though, are the, the fake LeBron retirement.
0: But G- sticking to basketball, the Milwaukee Bucks head coach just recently come out and said, you know, the national media and everybody covers this, you know, LeBron, 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 Laker, 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 but they were maybe at best working on a plan most of the season. Like they were, they were not in the top, top side of it. So and he's saying. Giannis, so is Giannis really underrated? Like that's the real question. Because is
1: Giannis onto underrated?
0: Yeah, is he no. is he undercovered? Is he underrated?
1: Undercovered, like, maybe because he's feel in Milwaukee. I like he is.
0: I don't feel like I feel like when I turn on the highlight reels, I see Giannis at least once, you know, doing something. We know he's out there. There's not as much drama in Milwaukee to cover. No, there's like
1: everything's going well. Like, I I guess that's kind of the thing, right? There's there's drama in San Antonio when, you know, Kawhi is leaving or doesn't want to play there. There's drama in L.A. because Westbrook and Howard and LeBron couldn't get it done. And Melo should have stayed in Portland. (laughs) Shout out Melo should
0: have stayed in Portland. Um, but you know, on that note, don't you feel bad for everybody who bought a double zero jersey because Joe Ingles just picked up the number double zero, so uh, and now everybody's yeah. gonna think you're rocking an Ingles jersey. Everybody's <laughs> gonna know
1: you're wearing an Anthony jersey. Nobody's <laughs> buying a Joe Ingles Portland jersey. I'm on that melody. Those are like certain, dude. There are certain jerseys that I wish I had, like Hawks Rashid, because Rashid only played for the Hawks for like 45 minutes. Yeah, like it was one game, and then he was traded. Like, they are like those holy grail jerseys for me. There are some that, like, you know, the goofy ones where like, the off brand, the the you know,
0: the Michael the one, Jordan baseball jersey, right? Or the, the forty five, the, the Wizards,
1: the yeah. Wizards, fucking yeah. Jordan jersey, uh, but the, anyway. the
0: Iverson Nuggets jersey.
1: Yeah, well, that's like that. he played there for a little while. The yeah. the Chinese team he played for would be cool, or the the Chinese team T Mac played for. Uh, But yeah, going back to Giannis, no, he's not overrated or underrated at all. Uh, He's what top three in the NBA, maybe top two. And could there is an argument that he's the best player in the NBA? I mean, it's like, yeah, top five for me, I guess would have to be like currently because I'm going to take Dame out because he's hurt and also because I'm a homer and I would put him in number one because he's Dame. But (laughs) it's what? It's Luca, Steph. LeBron, Giannis, Durant.
0: Well, Embiid's got to go on that list. Embiid, too. I mean, yeah, but... I, He's I mean, the only one take? I would add. I don't even know who I would take off that list right. for him. But, okay, let's go there. It's top six because I, I can't or even. Or, or, uh, or
1: Joker. Jokic, it, too. So, yeah, top seven. And,
0: yeah, and so I guess to me... The, I think the issue is there's so much drama there and so little drama in other places. Maybe like, I mean, even Phoenix, I don't see them covered very much. Well, then there's Devin Booker too. Devin yeah, right. Booker is the I most have, underrated. I, mean, I player have not in seen. There. I have not seen the Phoenix Suns a whole lot on. T- you know, I've seen a Aren't lot they of in the, the Lakers. Like first place though, too. But- it's right. And that I think that's what he's touching on is he's like, Maybe, you know, yeah. you guys aren't covering, you know, like college basketball, we cover who's winning. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. who's winning? What's the story?
1: Right. Well, and if but that, to be loses, fair, in college, they still talk about Kentucky, Duke, Kansas. No, there's, like,
0: there's the guys that are always going to be talked about. But I think the flip coin is if St. Peter's beats Kentucky, Kentucky we're talking finished, about yeah. St. Peter's now. We're not yeah. talking about Kentucky anymore. It's over. But the Lakers, and even Charles Barkley lost it on this, too. like, I'm tired of talking. I'm not going to call them the Lakers anymore. I'm going to call them the team from Southern California, and I don't want to talk about them anymore. But, you know, <laughs> the stories are where the stories are. All the stories were in la-la land. They were all in L.A. this it's year. You know, like The Lakers are perpetual,
1: you know, my entire life and and before me, like me too, you know, you had, uh, cause like her, like my, uh, magic and Kareem were, I mean, they, I think they were on the team when I was alive, but like it was, it, they, they were leaving as I was like being born and like, yeah, the, I was paying attention. Yeah. To the, the
0: bird era, the magic era, that was, that was all ending in at that, at that time. And Jordan so, was taking over. Yeah. But even during that time, when
1: that ended, they still were like a relatively decent team for, they weren't great, but they were decent until, and then they became
0: the Kobe Shaq Lakers. And yeah. so they're always probably pretty- Shaq yeah. or Nick Van Exel. The, the, right. the, the thing about it though, is, I mean, and this is fair. We, we hear about the Knicks a lot throughout the Even year, though every they- year.
1: They have been so bad for so long. It's because so it, many people are from New York and L.A. It's the market. Fans. Yeah, they're it's, big it's the market. They're talk and, about a Milwaukee, Portland, Phoenix, uh, you know, Toronto. And I, I think like those are small getting markets.
0: To. That yeah, that's he's fair. like he's but, like, here's Milwaukee. And you have a guy in his prime dominating yeah. in his prime. But we're talking, you know, there's not enough drama. He's not a big enough. I mean, it's funny. He's a he's a wrestling fan so he showed up in a stone cold 316 shirt and tried to play a joke and he popped a Coors light Mm -hmm. and he's he told him if you know you know took one sip and was like oh it's gross like i don't even drink (laughs) you know but i had to because it's 316 and like he's like take this Mm -hmm. you know one one sip or whatever but right you know yeah there is no drama with those guys they're they're just they're they they do their jobs well and they you know they're good in their communities and, and there's not a lot of story there but do I think there should be more coverage of the good? Absolutely. Yeah. But that's not on the NBA. That's on all these third-party media outlets. and. That's on ESPN
1: and Fox Sports Net. And even us. Fox, even, whatever, even we yeah. try to
0: avoid stuff that gets crammed down everybody's throats. You know, uh, every single day there's been a mm-hmm. couple of those stories. I'm not going to mention them because I don't want to talk about them. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, Lakers are out. Giannis, uh, underrated? I don't think so. Undercovered? Possibly. Well, yeah. uh, I
1: think I, I think to kind of put a to put a like a, a stamp on what we're trying to say. Yeah, I think every every team. It's the Cowboys in the NFL, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, you hear the, about them. Paul? Yeah, the Cowboys could be four and fucking twelve, and Skip Bayless is still going to talk about them right? every like, every day, every week. They're going to be like, "How could the Cowboys lose?" It's like because they're not good, but like. <laughs> yeah. But it's fine. You know, like that, that's what it is. And I mean, I've, I've dealt with that with nine, when the Niners are good, there, there's national media coverage ish. They don't really talk about them. They talk about the top five teams and the top five stories on those, on those teams, cause those teams have the most drama. You have the drama of Jerry Jones. You have the drama of LeBron James. You have the drama of is LeBron James. I mean, every slow news day, you get the LeBron, Michael, Jordan fucking debate. It's like. It's tired, it's boring, and it's not... The people who are saying LeBron is the best player are never going to hear Michael's the best player and the other way around.
0: It's a generational gap. That's all it is. Yeah. So, speaking of generational gaps, uh, Uncle Matt likes to talk about 90s basketball, and so do we. Tim Hardaway inducted into the Hall of Fame, and he said, and I stand by this, Mm -hmm. that Tim Hardaway... Uh, Alonzo Morning and Pat Riley are what put Miami basketball on the map and I completely agree because that we all want to talk about D-Wade, 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 then then LeBron, but Miami really to me was was you know was Zoe and it was those, Tim Hardaway.
1: Those those rivalries, the 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 Heat, Knicks and Bulls in the late in the mid-90s, those were fun. Whoa. They were really fun. They were fun to a point where, like, they were also dumping each other on their heads. Like, I remember a Knicks game. I think it was a playoff series between the Knicks and the Heat where I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Oakley. No, it was definitely a Heat guy. Like, at the foul line, they were, like, kind of nudging at each other. And then he just hooked him underneath and flipped the dude on his head. Do you remember that? No. And then they just got in, like, this fight on the baseline. Is because they they had they had wars. Those two teams, the the Heat and the Knicks, had wars. Uh, yes. that The the Bulls didn't really have with people because the Bulls were like we're out in five, you know, like we're done in five. But like there were seven game series between the Knicks and uh, the Heat that were a lot of fun. And yeah, Hardaway and, and I loved Alonzo Morning growing up. I thought I feel really
0: like cute. the Bulls had more problems with Indiana. Than anybody, I think Indiana, the Reggie Miller Indiana, yeah. those that was a lot of times that was the series, man, because whoever was going to get that, because when Seattle was there, they were not. Uh, I think as, if Indiana. They were not as strong Bulls, as Indiana, man. They right. weren't like Indiana was. That that was who you had to get through, really. Yeah, fair. And even debatably, vote, yeah. even debatably the Jazz, because Indiana probably would have smacked the Jazz pretty easily, not easily, but in six. You know, cause I don't know. I think those would have been more
1: competitive series. Uh, the the you're talking about like
0: and then and then this era is Reggie yeah. Miller, and you're talking Reggie Miller gave. I mean, there his probably his most famous highlights aside from hitting that one on Jordan. Uh, is the Knicks is the Knicks, and he did it to him a lot. You yeah. know, so and the Knicks were pretty. Well, those good. four teams.
1: I think it's it's really funny because we were alive to watch those four teams play. Uh, and then on the in the West there was the the Spurs with David Robinson and uh, Elijah on in there too. Uh, late in those years, you also
0: got uh, Avery, Johnson. I think Avery Johnson, Avery was the Johnson. Avery Johnson was guard. on the Spurs,
1: but then also yeah. Shaq and Penny on the fucking Magic were like overlapping with all that time. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think yeah, I do see. The Miami Heat, like, I think of them more of with Alonzo Morning. Because I just think of Alonzo Mourning. I loved him when he – didn't he used to play for the Hornets before that, though? He was with the Hornets with, like, yeah, Larry so Johnson? Yeah, so he was
0: with Larry Johnson, right? Grandma, Mom, mm-hmm. on the Hornets. And they, they were a highlight reel, right? Youngzo and mm-hmm. Larry before he got hurt. And then Tim Hardaway was over in the Bay, it, Golden at, State. And with Run Chris Mullins. <laughs> and, yeah, and he was doing, like – he was doing both of them kind of the same kind of deal. Like they're doing pretty good. Couldn't get over the, over mm-hmm. the, over the hump until they came together in South beach. Mm-hmm. And that really, you know, so I always look at it that way. I, I do. I look at that. Cause you know, when my viewing of basketball in Miami, the rise of Miami, the first real rise I saw in Miami was that time period it was the red yeah. pre D Wade, you mm-hmm. know, Tim Hardaway senior. Cause now we got a junior in the league. But Yeah, so I thought it was cool. And Mono Ginobili, who I hated the Spurs. I hated the Tim Duncan Spurs. I hated. But as I've gotten older, I do love Greg Popovich. I think he's a stand up dude. And what they did was they took the league from back to like basketball, back to college, back to unselfish basketball. And I appreciate it now because was it flashy? No. No. Was there drama? No. No. But now looking at it here in this year, I'm so tired of hearing about drama from teams that, that aren't winning, right? Dude. And the, the Spurs, the one thing they did was win. And the a European lot. introduction of a lot of guys like they With went Tony global.
1: Parker and Manu. And... They went
0: global. And yeah. arguably the Spurs, probably the Spurs and the Mavericks are the two teams that have really recruited. Globally, heavily, and made made basketball more of a global sport. Where in the future, it might be the number one sport in America. It might be because baseball's changing rules, trying to catch up. Football so violent, you know that that parents yeah. aren't letting kids play football. And it's the the Coliseum died in Rome as well. You know what I mean? Like sometimes society's like, "Eh, I don't know if I feel like watching head bashing anymore. You know, like they, they, I have
1: been having trouble a lot. Like we'll get to football in a little bit, but I have been having a little bit of trouble recently. um, Watching it as much just because I know that the, the, like if you take on paper, a lot of teams, you're like, man, these guys should be great. And then one by one, by one, by one, you see like their star players, like torn ACL concussion (laughs) shoulder. It's, it's fucking
0: bonkers. And like, What about the Chargers? Do you see that guy, the tight end from the Chargers this year? He, Mm -hmm. dude, it was the scariest thing I ever saw, I think. You know what I mean? The guy catches a ball, clean catch, clean hit, but hits and his head bounces off the back of, you know, of the end zone. Full speed, the guy's, Mm -hmm. you know, running 100 miles an hour. And what What was scary was nobody. You know, the defensive dude got up. Oh, know, I know what you're talking about. His yeah, arms just... were his arms were seized, right? Like mm-hmm. he was locked up. And you're just like, I do remember that. God damn, dude! Does anybody really need to go through that for sport? Right. Like, is that is that necessary? And they're trying to change the rules, but the way the game is set up, <laughs> these guys are so big, so fast. Like, yeah. you know, if you fall and hit your head like that, it's gonna jack you up. You know, so it's like football, maybe transitioning it maybe not in our lifetime you know but wow. but but t- taking it in baseball i don't know if it'll ever because I, I i'm taking a class right now in school and the interest in baseball it's it's weird to me because i feel like every city holds on to their baseball team more valuably than any other thing i think the seahawks would leave seattle before the mariners even if the mariners were a losing team because there's something about baseball and having your baseball team Right. Like something
1: weirdly ingrained in us. American
0: culture as right? a
1: culture with baseball we, where we just
0: refuse to lose our baseball team. We won't Even
1: win. though like I, I cannot tell you how many times I've been in San Francisco. Well, I've been there a lot uh, recently, but I can't tell you how many times I've been in stands where it's like, it's fucking, em- it's empty. Because the, here's the thing. They play baseball games at like noon on Thursday. Or like yeah. 2 o'clock on Monday, right? Because there's so many baseball games that like, that's kind of the cool thing about baseball. Like live baseball is it's on all of the time. And it's like relatively cheap to go to. And it's also really fun. Like a live baseball is fun. I don't watch baseball on my television ever anymore. I haven't I, done that anymore
0: see and I I have a different perspective because when I started picking up baseball I was not a baseball fan but when I started picking it up I was living in Chicago Mm -hmm. and I I listened to it I was watching this when the White Sox won the World Series actually Mm -hmm. and um, I would listen to it to go to sleep Similar to listening to golf, or because the sound of baseball is so pleasing to my ear, or the the announcing, the mm-hmm. the the stands, the the birds, the like, you can feel the warm air through your headphones when you watch mm-hmm. a baseball game. It is that's why they call it the American pastime. Nobody, I would never. The, if every other team, the one team that would stay in America if every other team left from every sport, period, would be the New York Yankees because that represents. New York, it represents it represents America, and they talked about that—the Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn uh, thing, right? They said, "Yeah, the mayor changed it, but it wasn't because of Kyrie or the Brooklyn Nets. It was because it's spring." And the whole freaking New York Metro is going to freak out if the Yankees are not playing baseball. They're going to freak yeah, out. Yeah, that was – well, there was almost you not know? a season. I mean, there Just was – look at book. the timing. It was – he didn't care if, if Brooklyn was playing basketball. He's like, whatever. I'm not – I don't mm-hmm. care. But the mayor of New York City, when spring training starts and spring start, you know, and it's we're, it's time to play, brought it back because of the New York Yankees. Because he, yeah. he can't have that. They'll, they'll get rid of him. They'll vote him out. Because hmm. the fans want to watch the Yankees in New York. Well, they also want to watch the Mets for, and you know, the, for yeah, and the Mets, you know. But yeah, the, I think Mets fans are like Mariner fans; they're better usually. But we <laughs> like we don't care if the Mariners lose every single game. But that yeah. we want to be able to buy a hot dog and sit down or listen to it when we're taking naps because mm-hmm. it's the that's that's the number one what now money wise I get it money wise they're struggling right because everything else basketball is on the come up and well, they pay way
1: more money NFL's they pay hard. out weird money and ba- baseball is such a weird sport
0: it, it like, is weird. the, it the is business weird. of baseball is so
1: bonkers to me it doesn't make any
0: sense. it's like super organized that... golf right well <laughs> and also it's that's like...
1: why so that's why um this this uh the the lockout was so confusing to me um what they were looking for the players are just like nah i want control Cause they're seeing, they're seeing bait basketball and football, right? Where they're like, I want out and I'm just going to bounce now. So fuck you. Like I'm out. Right. And you can't, baseball has weird, like their owners still have so much, The the club has so much control over young players for so long that like you wouldn't dream of it in baseball or football. Football has like the franchise tag so like that's a little bit of it but they keep you on your rookie deal in baseball forever it's like six years they have you on that rookie like in the like barely coming out of minor leagues like they have control of you for a long ass time um and they also can sign 15-year deals, all sorts of weird nonsense. No like salary I think cap. No salary cap whatsoever. It's just whatever the fucking owner feels like. Here's, paying. here's
0: the thing, though, is like people get transfixed because probably baseball players are probably the most polarizing and even crossover athletes, right? Because when we think of great, great crossover athletes, Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson, mm-hmm. not so much Michael Jordan. Uh, <laughs> he was say, good at one sport. Did I say Deion yeah, Sanders? Deion and <laughs> okay.
1: Bo are like the only two, really. Dion and Bo. but
0: but here, what we talk about recently, we're talking about Kyler Murray, who who's would much rather be playing baseball. So if you start getting athletes like Kyler Murray saying, "No, nah, I'm going to play baseball," if you start getting the halfback from Alabama saying, "Nah, I don't think the Mets sound good this year," I think I'm going to the top tier talent starts leaving those other things. That's when they'll come back. Because the guys we remember, Barry Bonds, Ken Griffey Jr., these guys were super at Bo Jackson. These are super athletic guys that were entertaining, right? Mm-hmm. Like they were characters. And baseball has kind of, aside from pitchers, because we all we all know the pitchers, right? Mm-hmm. The top tier pitchers. Yeah. But um, you know, as far as these guys that that weren't just, I'm a big slugger. Or I'm a I'm a big one trick pony kind of guy that I'm a super athlete and I can hit home runs and I can also get highlights in the outfield or I can also get double you know what I mean like I can do these crazy athletic things that that's the spectacle that they're they're lacking right now. Well, I think kids also aren't as interested. It's fucking hard to wa-
1: look. Nine innings of baseball is a long fucking time on TV. I'm just saying it's forever. So I get it. And then also the extra innings rules, like I'm super into them because I'm 30 and like, you know, I'm in my mid thirties and I'm like, yeah, I fucking want to hang out as long as this fucking game takes. But like, I don't, I would, if there's less chance of injury in baseball, so it's like fine that they play forever, but still, it's just like, I was at one, I remember going to one game, uh, we showed up, the giants were fucking terrible the year we went this is the san francisco giants uh and we we got like right behind the backstop seats uh two games in a row for like 200 bucks total it was like nothing um and we're we're sitting there and in the second game the i think it went to 15 or 16 innings damn it was just, like, and it just kept going and nobody would get a hit and nobody would do anything. It was like, so I get like, I don't know. It's like, there's not a lot of scoring in baseball most of the time. And like, that's why people are like, well, soccer's soccer at least has shit happening. You know, most of the time, even if it's like, they're not scoring when hockey is the same way, like shit is happening. It's not like guy walks up to play guy. Doesn't hit the ball reset. You know what I mean? So, like, I get why baseball is having trouble. I just like, – I I There's so much technical – there's so much – there's so many technical things about baseball that aren't taught um, to people well, if you're not paying attention
0: and wh- or if what you're not I, playing. What's, what's crazy to me is baseball has been doing this thing for a long time where they've gone international, they've gone global. The Dominican Republic is a freaking factory for Major League Baseball players mm-hmm. as well as places like Japan. It's global. Like, it, it's – everybody kind of has caught this – you know, American bug of baseball, and they like it. And the NBA replicated it, right? They're like, okay, yeah. well, let's let's do what baseball did, and let's let's go global. Let's bring guys in from Slovenia, right? Yep. And let's see what they can do. Let's bring a guy in from Nigeria. and see what he mm-hmm. can do, and then he comes becomes Hakeem Olajuwon. It becomes one of the best ever. You yeah. know, um, the thing with baseball is, I just think it holds such a, a common spirit. And whether whether you like it or don't even watch sports at all. Everybody, you can recognize a Yankees hat when you walk down the street. Guys that don't yeah. watch baseball know who Babe Ruth is, and they, they can recognize a Yankees hat. And they're not trying to build anything; it's there already. The 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 history is there because football and basketball came way later. You know yeah. what I mean? Baseball's been was selling out stands before you know before all that. So it, I think they just need in this day and age, you just need you do you need the Kyler Murrays to play baseball, and you need guys that that are. You know, super talented, super entertaining, you know, uh, that that they need to get the
1: scandals out of fucking baseball. That's the issue.
0: So many things have
1: like they had the steroids bullshit where people are like, none of that matters anymore. And it's like, I mean, it does, though. Like, I it mattered to me like a lot.
0: Yeah. You know why it matters? You know why it matters? This is why it matters to me. Mm -hmm. When you're a kid, typically kids start on two different sports, you know, soccer, baseball and soccer, baseball or softball. Those are the two sports that your family gets together and go to. When people start doing performance-enhancing drugs in that sport, then that all that tells the kid that's that's playing that, who's in that dugout, who's five years old, who's going to hit a t-ball uh, later on down the road, that if you don't do this, you can never be a pro baseball player. It's mm-hmm. not. That's not okay. You shouldn't be like, well... Right. So there's
1: two sides of it, though, is like there is that. And I totally agree with you there. There shouldn't be steroids in baseball
0: that matters.
1: However, the fact that they're basically saying that anybody who played baseball between this year and this year, whatever years you want to pick. Right. Say it's 1991 to 2005. Anybody who played baseball in that time frame is exempt or is not. None of their records matter. Nothing they did matters. They're not part of baseball and they're not going into the Hall of Fame. Right? That's fucking crazy. That's so much time in baseball. And so many huge things happened during that time. You can hate Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco and Barry Bonds and whatever, the ones that got caught, fine. But you're trying to tell me that that big poppy didn't do steroids. You're trying to tell me Andy Pettit didn't do steroids. I don't, I don't fucking believe you. Every fucking player that played baseball between 1991 to 2005 was doing steroids because it wasn't illegal in the sport. So it's bad and we should, they, they, I think you just put it on the, like Rich Eisen, I, I know I'm talking about him like too much today, but I remember talking when Bonds was being not allowed into the Hall of Fame, right? He said all they should do is have a plaque that says play during the steroid era the plaque is he's in the
0: hall of fame played during the Sarah, Sarah no. era cuz you got to understand you got to understand the caliber of human beings that mlb holds high in that stadium we're talking guys like jackie robinson right we're talking we're talking you can't super tell the story of baseball hero without. americans yeah hearts of gold like cuz that matters some of them but you're but, also talking about no, babe ruth the stain of that me. era is arguably what you know kind of drove a lot of people away from baseball, you know, I to begin it with. It,
1: I, I think it, I think it's it's interesting because I yeah, think it was right. a
0: grab. I think look, I think it was a grab because like I was talking about, we need the super athletes. They're all going elsewhere. Mm-hmm. They're all doing other things. They'd rather play for the for the Raiders because they're getting more ratings, they're getting more money. you know, and maybe not more money because baseball's always had money. It depends, man. You get paid really well in baseball. I think it's just
1: what you do, like what is considered cool right as as you were younger was the baseball player cool or was the fucking quarterback at school like you know like really that you make a lot of decisions based on that when you're young and you start playing professional sports really yeah i mean 20 yeah you know so i just you make a I, lot of weird decisions when you're i
0: young. i don't disagree because of the caliber of humans that is in you know they i feel like baseball is the highest standard of like they say that but it's not necessarily but but that's how i feel just because it's that's how embedded it is with american culture because just people know what that means and like if you went to somewhere else if you went to abu dhabi and you're wearing a freaking red socks you know, hat, they would mm-hmm. probably know what city and what that is. You know yeah, what I mean? Like that's, that's how, you know, that's how influential and it's kind of our game, you know, cause football was rugby, you know, right. Mm-hmm. And rugby split into two ways, our football and, and soccer today, or, uh, you know, European football, you know uh, when you think about, well, soccer came before rugby. It had to have. no, No, soccer soccer is derived. That's why they're both called football. Because in rugby, you run and you kick it too. Mm Hmm. Yes,
1: I'm looking, and that's why we
0: call it football.
1: Because 1860s, modern soccer was invented in the 1860s when rugby was detached from soccer.
0: Exactly. I, do, I know that because I just learned that in class. <laughs> that's the only reason I know that. And I thought it was, I thought it was an that's interesting Bonkers. One. I thought that's kind of crazy. I so thought that, uh, global, why, yeah. Globally, the the football version of it went crazy. Right. And then we mm-hmm. took it and we kept more of the rugby. We just took rugby and put it on steroids is what we yeah. did. We said, ah, we'll just do this. But universally, uh, you know, the world cup is the largest viewed thing ever. So, Anyway, we're talking about the NFL now. Marcus Mariota going to start in Atlanta. Matty Ice on his way to Indianapolis. Good or bad? What do you What do you think? I think it's a good move for everybody. What's a great move? Uh, well, I don't know that it's a great move for
1: Atlanta. I think it's great for Marcus Mariota as a, you know, you played in Oregon. I was a fan of his when he played for the Ducks, uh, as much as I can be a fan of college sports. Um... I think Matt Ryan is in a way fucking better situation now, um, so I think he wins. Uh, Carson Wentz to Washington, Matt. You know, there was the fucking quarterback movement was crazy this year. Um, so I don't know. Of those two, I think Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's a better quarterback, and he's got the better team now. So I think Indianapolis will be better. Uh, Mariota will get another starting job. So. Congrats to him. I hope that he does well with that, but it's Atlanta and they are terrible um, all of the time. They have, look, here's the thing. there. I watch a YouTube channel called Secret Base, like shout out Secret Base. They're really interesting. Um, they did like a seven part series on the Atlanta Falcons and how inept that franchise has been since its inception. It's had like three or four winning seasons, like ever. They've never, they don't, they, they, The owners of that franchise are so bad at being at football management that they just can't keep anything going. So, you know, they fire the wrong people at the wrong times. They bring in the wrong quarterbacks. They, like, cut the wrong people at the right time. You know, it's just, if you if you took the New England Patriots and, like, the Bill Belichick New England Patriots way and you wanted an antithesis of that, it would be the entirety of the Atlanta Falcons franchise.
0: Uh, I wouldn't call them that bad. I would say Atlanta is very, very, very good at finding talent. Deion Sanders,
1: you know trade what I mean, away. out of the Seminoles. Fred Favre,
0: trade it away. Andre Rison, you trade know it away. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm saying early. That's the thing about all of those people. They maybe it to find them, but Atlanta they trade them. is a desirable city to live in. It is not a shitty city to live in. I
1: know. I, I don't want to say Atlanta is a bad place. Right. The Falcons are a fucking bad but place. But
0: I completely, this whole generation, the Matty Ices, Ben Roffles, these guys are, if, look, I don't want to go to Indy if I'm a player unless I'm going to start, sure. But I would much rather live in Atlanta, right? right? I don't think Matty Ice wanted to leave Atlanta. I think that they just said, hey, man. We gotta do something. We but gotta I think He's up. in
1: a way better situation,
0: like like team-wise. Football-wise, he might be. But now we're really gonna see, was it the Atlanta Falcons? Or because he had what? He had all of Julio Jones's career. He and Roddy White. He had some in Roddy White's yeah. career. They, you know. And they went to a Super Bowl. So they had a team, because you can't get to the Super Bowl without a team. Right. And he was ass. Ass. They were up 30 Matt something, Ryan to free, dude. Might like, be the most overrated quarterback in the NFC. He might be. And we're gonna find he out. He's in the AFC now. But yeah, he might I mean look. Now we're I, I don't, don't Welcome think to Matt the Ryan, AFC. You're gonna we'll have to be worse for him in the AFC.
1: I think he's got the Look. Matthew Stafford had one winning season, one playoff season total in in, in Detroit. He goes to a team, that team has players, they they scheme around him, he's in the fucking Super Bowl
0: that year. That is the complete opposite situation, because Matt Stafford was never the problem with the Detroit Lions. No, he wasn't. The team was the problem. And th- there's an him. example of a team who cannot bring new talent in. They draft horribly. They had, what, name the guys they got right over the who, last 40 years. The Rams? Years. No, the Detroit Lions. Oh, the Lions. Uh Barry Sanders. Quarters. Oh, Megatron, 40? Matt and Stafford. Stafford.
1: Who else? No one. I mean realistically. No but uh, Sue. Indominus Sioux. Okay. Indominus is a good one. Indominican Yeah. Second over. Four
0: guys that I yeah. can name that, that were worth anything that I can think of coming, you know, out of Detroit. And I in Detroit, I think a lot of people wouldn't mind playing for the Lions. They got cool. Uniforms. I actually have, I, have
1: I disagree. And here's why. If you could sign with the Lions or any other team, I would sign with any other team that's not Dallas. And this is why. You would sign with the Jets. Yeah, over Detroit. 100, 100 times out of 100. First of all, it's New York. It's better than Detroit. True, But, but here's why. Detroit plays on a holiday every fucking year. <laughs> I would much rather play on any other team that doesn't have to play a Thursday night game On Thanksgiving every year. Honestly, I look. I I would rather
0: play for the Lions than for uh, DC. I would much
1: than for the Commanders or whatever they're called now. Yeah. Well, it's Dan Snyder, so yeah. I would. Uh, I would.
0: I would play. DC would be the team that I would would least want to go to. Even over. Even over Cleveland,
1: I need the NFL to remove that team from Dan Snyder.
0: (laughs) Just. Dude, just remove it, period. No more redskins. No more commanders. There's no more. They're gone. You they could have just yes. got rid of it. What? just get rid of it and start a new one somewhere. Just get rid of that one. Well, it's uh,
1: DC, dude. It's like the Wizards or the uh are they still the, what was the Bullets so, is now the Wizards and So and the so, Nationals. You they
0: know, we're going to go back to the NFC. We're going to go to the Northwest. Colin Kaepernick seen working out with Tyler Lockett. He trained at uh, University of Michigan's training day. He's out there. He's on the market. Pete Carroll says he deserves another shot. Quite frankly, the guy did nothing wrong other than make no. a political gesture, social gesture. He wasn't beating. A, like, you could seriously beat someone to death. You could beat your wife, killer, her, uh, throw a baby off a roof. You'll get a one-game suspension. God forbid. A guy, you know, uh, uh, makes a gesture similar to Muhammad Ali or Jess Owens, makes a gesture, gets blackballed in his prime, Super Bowl prime, gets blackballed by the NFL owners, really, because there's no other explanation for it. When an owner tells a coach or somebody, hey, it's not, we're not doing it, it's not happening because he cuts the checks. So whatever's going on on that golf course has kept uh, Colin Kaepernick from playing football, but Pete Carroll's speaking up and saying, it's time to give this guy another chance. We need a quarterback. They had talked about bringing him there behind Russell Wilson before.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he never wanted it. So before he was, he, he believed he was a starting level quarterback, which he is uh, as a 49ers fan. He is. That was, I, look, I don't know what he, what, cause he's what 30, he's gotta be 32 now.
0: He hasn't right? been hitting like five, six years. Right.
1: But, football shape is different than regular people shape and like that's fine i don't know what he looks like now i'll all i know is that last year he was very injured and they uh he needed i think a shoulder surgery and elbow surgery and a knee surgery like he to equate it to our wrestling fan listeners it was cm punk when he got fired by the wwe CM Punk had a staff infection, needed a knee surgery, needed a fucking uh, hand surgery, like all sorts of fucking injuries. He needed fixed. And they were like, fuck you, you're fired. And it's kind of what they did to Cap because he was like, you know, he was a distraction or whatever, whatever. Um, Be- I watched him. Because punk. he
0: got blackballed by the yeah. owners of the NFL. So now Pete Carroll saying, you know, bring him in. Here's the other thing, too. Bobby Wagner replaces Vaughn Locke. Miller down in LA the NFC you need to be competitive you need a spark you just lost a hall of fame quarterback you got a bunch of young talent that you can bring in and you got a guy that you can bring in with super bowl veteran quarterback experience who yep. at in his heyday and i'm talking he might be Tyson after prison he might be Ali after prison he might not be what he was in 2012 or whatever he won't be i mean He's, he won't be but years. But he is that veteran leadership that will be respected, who people will listen to and will play hard for. And he's not afraid. He's been on the stage before. He knows what it is. You know what I mean? So he could roll in. You know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh,
1: He's definitely a huge upgrade over Drew Locke, which is their current (laughs) QB one. I mean, realistic. that's their current QB1. And the, look, I, the Seahawks are going to draft somebody in the third round. I guess
0: The Seahawks are holding their breath right now because they have nobody has any idea what's happening in Arizona. We have no freaking clue. Yeah, there is that whole thing with Kyle. We have no idea out. Arizona. I don't think a, they would. Why would he want to go to Seattle?
1: I if think I was he wants Kyler, to go play
0: baseball. I think he wants to go, you know. I, I don't think he wants
1: to do that. I think he wants to win.
0: I Look, I think he had a hard game. and got a lot of criticism, and he's not used to that. And I think because usually people are like, yeah, no, I'd take Kyler any day all year long, the last two years. I'll take Kyler any day over mm-hmm. my quarter. Like all the time I hear people say it. But he has one bad game and it's when it all counts in the playoffs. And that kind of, and then you usually- didn't have one bad game though, because
1: here's the thing. Arizona and Kyler have a history of shitting the bed in the back half of the season. They were, what, undefeated through five games? They were, like, nine and three for a while, and then they fell out of first place because they had a collapse, which they they do. Arizona does that every – I mean, you got to remember, like, I watch the NFC fucking West standings every year I've had since I was, like, nine. Yeah. And this version of Arizona, the good version that's been relatively good since, like, Carson Palmer showed up there, um, they – they have a habit of like starting strong, starting strong, starting strong and then collapsing right at the wrong fucking time. And then also, he didn't just have a bad game, dude. He ran into the Rams, the eventual <laughs> Super Bowl champions, right, who what? had Aaron Donald who ended every game emphatically. He did, he ended emphatically that Niners game. He emphatically ended the Brady, the Buccaneers game, and he emphatically ended the Super Bowl. He was like, "No, we're done
0: now." Sad. And this—that's the thing, and that's the thing in the NFC West. So now, Seattle sends Bobby Wagner to LA, probably overpowering them. Because at this point, I'm not quite sure. Wagner's but a, on my an upgrade fantasy over league. I might take Wagner probably over Miller because Miller is. He is aging. He—it's not the same. It's not Denver Von Miller. He's still a presence to be reckoned with, but I'm not that worried about him. Right? He's not. Well, I'm more worried about Donald getting through than I am Miller. And now you got to be worried about Bobby Wagner. He's probably got at least one more good contract in. The thing
1: about Wagner that that I'm worried about more than anything is Wagner is an incredible coverage linebacker. He's, he's incredible he's a middle linebacker and he's incredible at that at playing that position right Ray yeah, Lewis hit hard. Side. Ray Lewis hit hard right but Ray Lewis also knew where to be on the field all the time
0: that's and why Wagner he got the has that. that's Wagner why he got is, the hit because yeah. he's there before they get to the playoff and he's right. hitting you as soon as he can it's, it's
1: Wagner is smart he, he Wagner, like Richard Sherman gets credit for the play in the 2012 NFC Championship against the Niners on Crabtree, Wagner was there. Wagner caught the
0: ball. Right. Well, here's right? the thing. Let's, let's, let's leave corners alone because corners get the worst look. You could be the most premier corner, Jalen Ramsey, everyone. that That's what they told me this year. And I watched that guy fall down, flip over, get stiff-armed, get burnt. Even the last play of the Super Bowl, he was laying down on the ground uh, as a uh, – what's the guy in Cincinnati? Jamar Chase. No, they're one. Yeah, as Chase is burning him for 40. If there would have been one more second, he would have gotten that. It would have been over. Corner is hard and it's short-lived. So Dude, if DB, you get,
1: the defensive backs are the hardest place It's
0: hard, and it's short-lived, and you you get the blame. Apple in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. you get the blame. When it goes wrong and the catch, you're, you're guarding some guy that you should have six guys on, and it's just you. And you get burned. I have sympathy because I played free safety in corner, so I have sympathy
1: for that. I played corner in yeah. middle school. it's
0: yeah. the hardest freaking job on the field, and you get no love for doing it. You're expecting. No, I wasn't get... saying that Sherman.
1: <laughs> I was saying Sherman deserved credit, but I'm saying Sherman knocked the ball into Bobby, Bobby Wagner's yeah. hand. Exactly. Wagner was in was in position to make that play too. If Wagner, Russell like... would have
0: handed Bobby Wagner the ball, they would have gotten another Super Bowl. <laughs> uh,
1: Probably. Uh,
0: so, uh, yeah.
1: So I don't know. I think. Like, you know, to kind of put, like, stamp on on the NFL here. Uh, Matt Ryan, To I think he's in a better football situation. Probably not in a better city. I don't know. I haven't spent a lot of time in Indianapolis or any, so I don't know. Uh, Carson Wentz is uh, screwed. His career is now over because he's going to the Washington football team and they are fucking <laughs> terrible. Uh, Mariota, I hope he has a great season and contract and like contract time with them. I, I hope it goes really well for him. I don't see them playing well or being good. um And then I look, I don't want to see cap in Seattle only because it's Seattle because I am a Niners fan and I fucking hate. Seattle. He
0: needs another chance. They need to give him another chance. If he is,
1: if, if I don't care where he goes, he's earned, he should have been playing this whole time. He's better than uh mustache man from jacksonville uh he's better than carson wentz i think i think he's mustache better. man from philly <laughs> whose mustache man? is that Minshew? Remember
0: they, yeah I remember they brought him in
1: after same guy i don't know <laughs> you're right better than they, better than
0: any guy with a mustache in the nfl <laughs> probably
1: okay but anyway
0: i got a couple more tidbits on the nfl arians mm. moves to the front office without any sort of announcement or lead up or t- retirement talk or anything. Tom Brady wins the power play. He's come in you think and it's I,
1: really that. I don't know. That it I is. absolutely I think Arians is
0: over. it. I think the owner of Tampa Bay said, who do I want more? Bruce Arians or Tom Brady, Tom, Bruce, we love you. You got us a championship. We got a chip. You can come upstairs, but you're giving me your headset. Turn it in. And but I think, think Bruce Arians said, has... "No, I don't want to turn it in." He said, "If you want a job, you're going to turn it in." Tom's coming back, and he doesn't want to deal with you, right? I just don't know that that's the case, man. I think
1: it's it more is. like it's. At... I think it's more likely that Bruce, Air, Bruce Arians had health issues recently. He had cancer.
0: He recently. had a heart attack in Arizona.
1: I know, and that's what I'm saying. They couldn't he's get not...
0: the headset from him. He I know, but he's he's away. older,
1: he's won the fucking championship, he has had his career, mate I don't know. I don't think I
0: don't wanna say that like Brady just doesn't seem like that's gonna get this fucking coach fired. He I look I don't think he got the coach fired. I think that he used an innuendo and said, Look, you know, gets the phone call. Mm-hmm. Why why? We we were doing good. We were like we were there, you know, we were a game or two away. Look I don't want to get too into it, but you know, I can't do that. Right? I can't do something like that. Mm. As in, know. have a hard-nosed old-school coach, you know, yelling at me about the playbook. I'm not I'm not doing it. You know, I'm the best quarterback that has ever been here. Y'all know that. I can still play, but I don't even need a head coach. Let me run the offense cuz I'm doing more homework than the coaches. You know what I mean? Maybe, it's the yeah. cerebral assassin right uh, and AB wants a contract from a team he wants to come back he's been pulling shenanigans for the past eight months uh, causing a big ruckus completely breaking character going outside the box uh, speaking you know ill of personal stories in the Steelers locker room personal stories on the field they say, said he wanted wanted him to play big huge spotlight started his rap career I don't know if anybody wants to sign an injured or need surgery, a B and that because of the antics, because Odell mm. Beckham jr. Could probably go to any team right now. And he's, he's a diva. He could probably still get signed to any team for the next year to heal up and just be on the bench. They'll pay you for a year to get him. I don't think any team is interested after the way AB left the field. To give him that opportunity, um, yeah. I think it's just too much for anybody to want to deal with. And, and I don't I, know. I feel, dude. And I, if he was, I healthy, want AB. I, don't think.
1: I want AB to get the help that he needs.
0: Everyone's saying I don't mental know health, what, mental health. I don't I I, know what it is.
1: I don't know what it is.
0: I'll tell you. He might Tampa just Bay, be an asshole. I don't know. There was but, a problem in Tampa Bay. Him and Aaron's had a problem. before they were in Tampa Bay. I can't remember what it was. But Aarons had coached A.B. before, said that he couldn't play the X. I watched the whole thing on it, and basically shit all over A.B., and A.B. did not like him. So then there was, you know, when you start leaking contract incentive information, like he did, where he said, "They, they benched me because they didn't want me to catch this, and they're saying... No, it had nothing to do with the money, but he wouldn't go in. There was a problem between him and Aaron, yeah. whatever that was. I don't know what's true, what's somewhere in the middle. But
1: it, look, he had a problem. I mean, he had a problem with Gruden, which is fair. I get it, you know, but it ended up Same the NFL had thing. a problem with Gruden. Same type of thing. So, yeah, I don't know. He, But he has acted irrationally more than just once. Like, this isn't like... This is a pattern of behavior outside of just one or two incidents, right? He had the weird exit from Pittsburgh where you're kind of like, I don't know why that happened. And then he had the weird Oakland thing. Then he had the weird thing in where he went somewhere after that. I don't remember where he went, but it, it ended in, oh, the Patriots. It ended fucking horribly in New England. And then it ended horribly here. So he might just be a dickhead. That's fair. But then also Arians might just be a dickhead and that's fair, but I don't know. I, I just feel like this has to do, this has to be, there has to be something else going on with him, right? Possibly. Um, there has
0: to be because I don't, don't want to write it off. Look, I don't want to write it off as much to mental health. Cause I, you know, I don't know what his mental health is. I, but I do want to write it off to there's certain lines you don't cross right? You can have an argument in the locker room after the game Mm -hmm. and throw a fucking chair, but it doesn't go public. You don't do it. You don't take your
1: shirt off in the middle
0: of the fucking game and the end of the season when the play, you know, you're trying to get in or or maintain the playoff spot. You know, I think that in the same thing with he could have retired a stealer. He, He is a stealer. He will always be a stealer. Everywhere else he goes is Deion Sanders in Baltimore. Doesn't make sense. He's a stealer. Um, but you know, the Steelers, when he got paid, when he got the big contract, they had a problem with him because he changed. And the I money think he changed the when he money got hit changed in, that, in the a. fucking a. head. And I, th- I, think, yes, he got, I think he, he got changed hit. when
1: he got hit by Vontez Perfect.
0: I think, yeah, there's probably some some sort of thing going on there. And you can tell, you know, when, when you hear the guy talk, it's not completely clear. Right? It's a little kind of just like it's a little manic. It's a little crazy. Like he's, it's a little Kanye. That's what, that's, I mean, he's just like, look at what he's been up to. Right. I, if you're an NFL team, you know, good Lord, I can't have this. Nobody can coach this guy. I can't have this guy in here. Uh, even if he's playing an all incentives contract, but you know, he didn't have good things to say about Pittsburgh. He didn't have good things to say about anywhere. Really. Right. He's had bad exits. So, I, think I don't know. Antonio Brown is done according to the owners in the NFL. I don't think anybody's going to pay that guy anymore. Maybe Dallas. <laughs> maybe Dallas. Mm, yeah, maybe. They're the only team I could that I can see doing, doing that. it.
1: I could see Dallas doing it. I could actually, honestly, I could see a return to Oakland or Las Vegas.
0: No. No. You know no, think so? No. No. Those no are way. just the only, two last, Las those are the only two is just last a,
1: chance teams. Think about what Las
0: Vegas is now. Right. It is yeah. expat. Literally, expat. The All the guys they're bringing in are expats. All the the coaches, the GM is expats. That's true. If he had a bad run there, they're not going to bring him in. That's true.
1: They're going to say, yeah, we saw that guy and it was awful.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, we are going to transition out of the NFL. Oh, except for one more thing. This is a big one and it happened a little while ago. Sorry if we're late catching up to this. Tyreek killed to Miami because Devontae Adams signed his Raiders deal before the Kansas City Chiefs could lock Tyreek Hill in, and he got upset because he was going to get paid less than Devontae Adams. And he basically was like, look, I'm a Super Bowl guy. I'm the best receiver on this team, unquestionably. Mm-hmm. Top three in the NFL. Uh, superhuman. They didn't want to pay him, let him go. Miami. Now Miami technically has the fastest receiving core, shit quarterback. I will never – I I like two as a human being. I don't want him as my quarterback. Anybody they else. They also have
1: the fastest running back in the in the league as well. Miami's well, built on speed,
0: before. but they, yeah. they paid the money and that. They paid him more than Devontae. So he became the highest paid contract wide receiver-wise.
1: And uh, they gave up five fucking draft picks for him.
0: Will that make Miami a contender next year? I do not think so. I think that their wild card at best probably. That's gone. a contender
1: though. That's that gets you in the playoffs. Gets you in the door, man. If you can get in the dance, you can start playing. Uh I, look, uh, they have uh, my old offensive coordinator, uh Mike McDaniels over there. And he is uh he is building for speed. That's true. Uh, they yeah. have he look, he wasn't the play caller uh Shanahan took all the play calling duties. It was his playbook. Um, so we'll see what this means uh going forward. Um, but the coaching tree, the, the Shanahan coaching tree uh is kind of a big deal now. You've got a Super Bowl winner in Sean McVay. He used to work for him. Uh LaFleur in Green Bay is a Shanahan guy and Mike McDaniels in Miami. Is also a Shanahan guy, so that's
0: all great. But I don't think that Miami can get a quarterback because there is none out there that's right. going to make it happen. Well, there's one guy left,
1: Jimmy fucking Garoppolo. Jimmy
0: G is not going to make it happen in Miami because, as much as they get all the praise for the he speed, can't throw the ball. Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel is more versatile than Tyreek Hill. He's not yeah. just fast. Well, I don't know. Look, look. Does Tyreek Hill line up in the I formation?
1: Tyree Hill, if you put Tyreek Hill in that spot,
0: he could be ridiculous. He's too small. He's too small. That's he fair. cannot. He's not. He'd get beat up. Yeah, you're right. It's he will get injured. That's the
1: thing is like there's a lot of people who are talking. I, I saw this on a couple of websites and a couple of uh, the talking head programs, the ESPN's and Fox shit, um, where they were talking about how like. Can we stop like pretending like your f- fucking wide receiver can be Debo? Like Debo is Debo. There's no one else like him. There's nobody else in he's the He's the only one. Yeah. He's small. He's compact, but thick
0: and fast, and he's and he's powerful. And he's, the way they run him, he even got hurt. I remember mm-hmm. he got hit, you know, in the playoffs, maybe. And I was like, damn, mm-hmm. even Debo, even Debo is not safe from that right no i would like to see
1: him move back out and catch passes
0: right because they're they're running him on a lot of wacky stuff out there and i love seeing
1: him on the end of rounds like i'll I'll take that all day and like the reverses and shit but he can do
0: it but his durability and his strength and stuff is different than tyreek you know it's not tyreek will get no it's not the same
1: it's that's the deal Is like you could try i mean it's not his game his game is is you have Speed. to have somebody that can air the ball out to him because he can he can outrun any corner in the NFL. And here's
0: here's why Tyreek Hill is so successful in Kansas City because Patrick Mahomes extends the play mm-hmm. for so long that Tyreek Hill you can only stay on him for so long. I don't care who you are, right. you can only stay with that guy for so long. So with Travis Kelsey and people are worried about Travis Kelsey. One of those guys is going to have single coverage. One of yeah. those guys is going to have single coverage. So Kelsey over the middle, or Tyree Kill on the side, and he can get up there. And Tyree Kill can run the slant too because he's compact. But does he do as well in Miami? No, I don't think so. I don't think Miami gets to the Western or you know to the to the conference championship. I don't think Miami improves that much. Uh,
1: I think Miami improved significantly. I just don't think it's enough. Right. Don't... They still have to beat Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo is in happen. their division. Buffalo is in their division happen. twice a year. So is New England. And Mac Jones has proved that he can be a mediocre. They can be a mediocre team with him and maybe better. It's his rookie year and they won, what, nine games? Um,
0: uh, Here, no, you know what though New England is crumbling Next year might be the worst year for them ever we'll They've lost all their coaching The owner for the first time in my life That I can remember is, is complaining about not winning in the playoffs Usually when Kraft or any owner Starts complaining about not making the playoffs That means a coach change is coming Because they know the next year is not going to be good Everybody left Bill Yeah but Brady left Bill
1: Vegas, we'll see, though. This is the big deal, know, right? Vegas this is the big, stole. Well,
0: Vegas stole.
1: McDaniel's oh. was ready for a head coaching job again, so I get it. Like, but the thing, what I'm saying is, when it comes to Miami, they still have to get the only yeah. wins that they're well, and also Robert Sala is in is in New York. He's the old defensive coordinator for the Niners, um, and they have Zach Wilson. We'll see how that pans out. I mean, that division could end up being incredibly close. Or it could just be Buffalo running away with it again. But they that division is, is building to be pretty interesting, um, which I like. I'm happy to see other fucking people have harder roads to get to the playoffs. Like, when we really think about the Patriots dynasty, they had six auto wins for most <laughs> of it. Did they not? Miami, uh, Buffalo, and fucking New York and the Jets. So that's six wins every fucking year, with because those three teams were fucking basically Ass, yeah for most of the most of the the twenty years of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. So, I would love to see these divisions get a little bit closer. Everybody have to work a little bit harder. I think um, the Pats to fall Belichick. to the
0: bottom of the division next year. That's what I think. Yeah, I think they're falling true. to the bottom. Uh, why don't you explain the new overtime rules? Because that's the last thing we're going to talk about in the NFL, but the new OT rules. All right. So as far as I can
1: tell, the new overtime rules are, uh, they're only for the playoffs. Um, Let me make sure I get this completely correct. So the new overtime rules are thus. They uh, they are, uh, both teams will now always touch the ball, no matter what. So if team one, you know, receives the kickoff and scores a touchdown, the next team, they have a rebuttal. Uh, They can always, if they score uh, seven, they tie it up, it goes to sudden death. Uh, If first team kicks a field goal, second team now knows, oh, I have to go out and score a touchdown. And if they do, they win, game's over. If they both score field goals, goes to sudden death again. If the first team scores and gets a two-point conversion, second team knows I have to go and get a two-point conversion. Again, this is only, though, in the playoffs. Um, at least for now. I don't like it, and I only don't like it, because it. I think it just emphasizes the problem that the NFL has had my whole life, which is that defense has been slowly but surely... Um, becoming less and less, become less and less important. And this just proves that like, oh yeah, my defense can't score. So it's going to come down to a coin toss either way, right? Because if the first team uh, scores a touchdown, the second team scores a touchdown, then that other team still has, right? They still have the coin. They still have the advantage on the coin toss. So I, I don't think it changes enough to matter, but also it does remind me that defense doesn't fucking matter in the NFL. They don't care about it at all. And they don't want to invest in it. I think
0: think that they do care about defense, but I think the problem is strong defense creates problems. You know, it's the systematic problem that the NFL has right now, where parents are like, that's too brutal for my kid. I don't want my kid doing that. They can do this and that. Uh, Because the defense, it's hard. It's that it's arguably harder than boxing or even MMA, because in boxing or MMA, well, in MMA particularly, if you get hit and you go to sleep or you look jacked up, they stop it. It's over. Mm -hmm. Still not good for the brain, but there is no more after that. Boxing, they had so many deaths from people that just kept getting up, you know, and shouldn't have been getting hit anymore Mm -hmm. that they lost favor you know, it, it used to be a huge sport. And it's, it's kind of like, if you put your kid into boxing, other parents are going to be like, why would you do that? That's really a bad idea. <laughs> um, the NFL is having that problem now as well, where it's like, okay, all that strong defense, all those, you know, Raiders teams and Steelers teams and, you know, all, all that stuff, those Romanowskis and this, all those dirty hit plays has caused concern and now you know with the advances in science and technology and we can see this stuff we're seeing what's happening to people you know because before if a guy just disappeared and had brain problems you probably wouldn't even know unless they got in trouble and went to jail and it made the news but now like we see antonio brown acting crazy every day on instagram or tiktok and we're like what the hell is going and i'm not saying he has anything i don't know i don't know the guy but mm-hmm. when we see anybody acting crazy, Kanye West, or for, we see it all the time. And it's always every day. It's popping up. So you, you watch people struggle with these kind of issues. You know what I mean? And the NFL is trying to make it a safe NFL. The way to make it a safe NFL is make it offensive. Yeah. Hand it to the offense. We can break a bunch of records. Guys can play longer. Defense, you're really just there. Kind of. I'm not going to say for show, but kind of. You're kind of like, because if you hit a guy too low, you're in trouble. If you hit a guy too high, you're in trouble. If you hit a quarterback, you know what I mean, your helmet, Mm -hmm. you're in trouble. Like you're in trouble. If you do
1: this to a quarterback's helmet, it's a
0: 15-yard penalty. If you touch, you know, if if a receiver wasn't looking and maybe it was a a fair play and was thrown up, you're getting called as the defender. Mm -hmm. the offense is getting if you hit a guy and he's sitting down you couldn't stop your momentum and your shoulder pad you know gets him in the head or whatever like you're in trouble you're losing yards you know so yeah they're trying in order to save the nfl it has to change and it has to be safer the only way to do that is to to over penalize the defense to where they won't try to make that game stopping play um It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, there will be unintended consequences
1: of this, and the interesting part about it is that it will happen in the playoffs. I don't.
0: The- That's the only thing that I disagree with. Make it the same, okay? I get that the owners and everybody want to see Josh Allen get the ball one more time. I did too. I want to watch a good football game. They're being inconsistent yeah. with the rules. This is. It's not going to change. There will be another controversy.
1: If anything, they should be looking at controversy is the coin toss is still going to fucking decide because then because no matter what, if you have a sudden death situation in football at any point, the coin toss decided that. Right. Am I wrong? Because you kick the 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 if if they both score, the coin toss decided who gets to kick a field goal now to win the game and the game's over. Right. Yeah. So right. it's first points. Yeah. It's just fucking pointless. It's like, we should just go back to it being kick a fucking field goal. Cause it's the same thing. It's just a lot prolonging the situation. Well, Where it was I literally think- score points and the game's over in overtime. Like we hated it, but at least it was like, okay, well defense go out there and make it so they can't kick a fucking field goal. Now it's defense go out there and hope you can't, they don't score a touchdown, you know, and then you get to try to score a touchdown and then, Oh, we're tied again. I'll kick a fucking field goal from the 40 (laughs) yard line. Like it, it, it doesn't change enough for me for it to matter. It changes. All it does is make it so that I want the ball second because I'm guaranteed to get the ball. So now I just want the ball second because I want to know what you did. Right. That's what it's,
0: that's all it is. It's I think difference. it does put an emphasis on the defense, though, because this means that your defense can win the game. They can stop the team from the getting the defense
1: it. could have won the game for Josh Allen, and they didn't. They could have, but that's it- what I'm saying. Is like the defense if if the defense stops Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen gets the ball, but the defense half of your fucking team didn't do that. It's half your team. There are 22 starters on each team, and half of your team didn't do its job.
0: But it all comes down to what did the fans want to see? And the fans wanted to see see Josh Allen get the ball again. That's what they wanted to see. Well, they also
1: want – I mean, we'll see. There will be unintended consequences, and I look forward to seeing them. I look forward to laughing at everybody there when it is goes always poorly. Something.
0: There's always yeah. something. It never. It's never a 100% quick fix. It so, can't be – so it can't be totally – I just
1: want to make this clear. Like, it can't be totally fair. It can't be. It's a sport where some people are better than other people at it, and also the rules favor offenses. So it's, it's not, not – it can't be a fair, it's not a fair sport, first of all. And then it also, it can't, not everything is going to work out the way you want it, where like Mahomes and Josh Allen are just going to go back and forth scoring touchdowns for fucking 20 years in a game. Let's just make
0: baseball rules. Just go forever. Just go I mean, forever. Yeah. Just go you until it's over. You know how many over. injuries would fucking happen if that was the <laughs> that, case? Well, dude. that would solve Unfair. the unfairness. It just right. goes until it's over and right. one of you is done. Right. Yeah. So. That's all there is. But no, but I take it back because baseball, if you're up and the innings over, it's over. Yeah, there is. They don't give they don't give an extra inning to somebody. Like if you're down, you're just
1: down and you're out. If you're down when the home team is done batting.
0: Right. You're out like that's all there is to it. You don't get a comeback 15 innings later, you know, right? (laughs) Okay. Wrestling. It's WrestleMania weekend. A uh, lot of stuff going on. We are going to cover all of WrestleMania in totality, match wise, story wise, creative wise, at next episode because it's day one of WrestleMania right now. Day two hasn't happened. Probably actually happening right so now. So we have we have news, but we're not going to deliver it right now. We're going to put it all in a package for WrestleMania for the next episode. It's going to be going to be a good one. Uh, but what we will talk about is stuff that did happen. Uh, prior to the actual event, right? Uh, Lead-ups, meet and greets, autograph signings, Hall of Fame, whatever. And so The Undertaker came back and gave a big speech and everybody really liked it, except for Noelle Foley. Mick Foley, Mankind, Cactus Jack, dude loves, daughter, did not like it. She He didn't mention the feud with Mankind, which is crazy to me. It is right. so crazy because... I cannot think of the Undertaker really without thinking of demented mankind and his disgusting mandible claw and that fucking the boiler room brawls and and him falling off the top of the the well. Think about it: buried alive, boiler room brawls, freaking hell in a cell, right?
1: The greatest. I can never get that tooth the fact that Mick Foley's tooth was in his nose, I will never be able. To, and the uh, fact
0: like... that Mick Foley has always been so forthcoming and given the undertaker so much props and mm-hmm. like in love, like, yeah, like he didn't want to do it, but I kind of made him do it, but yep. I I knew it would make a classic. And that's what I wanted to do is leave my Mark and get over the hump and like be become, you know, an unquestionably top tier. And so Mark, I talked to him and tried to get him to do it. And so he finally did it. But you got to remember that feud, that Paul Bear the the twi- cuz that was the original twist of the urn, right? Like mm-hmm. Paul Bear leaves with the urn to mankind and the Undertaker is like this betrayed zombie and he like doesn't have a home anymore. And not only does he not have a home, but his old home wants to destroy him and get rid of him mm-hmm. and destroy Frankenstein, you know, get rid of it. And Well, I can't
1: remember the timeline. Was that that was Kane came after Hell in a Cell, right?
0: Y- yes, Kane was yeah. after mankind. So, so yeah. the thing about it to me that's weird is because when I think about the original Undertaker, it's a little cheesy, right? It's a little like it's it was scary when I was a kid, which it was intended to be, right? Is our Frankenstein monster zombie, right,
1: with the purple gloves and the
0: goofy so, hat? So you yeah. had matches with Yokozuna. There's a feud with you know, and and some people classic you know wrestling fans like the jake the snake feud because of the psychology and i agree yeah, i think i, think that, was I good. think that was cool then you had the undertaker and just your classic ultimate warrior good guy horrible on the mic horrible actor horrible thing just physical presence just paddle, fun you know, just ran fun, and energy with- right <laughs> <laughs> and he can't be beat okay that was okay then you had the whole kogan thing right with the undertaker which was again classic baby face heel scary versus good california sun versus cemetery moonlight right Mm -hmm. okay so all that stuff's good but the real undertaker the real dark like crazy turn undertaker was mankind because now you had paul now the story made sense now you got paul bear this weird creepo guy that's pulling his hair out and he's sticking his fingers in people's mouth and choking them out it's disgusting nobody Mm -hmm. wants to see this guy he's not buff he's not all freaking oiled up and jacked on steroids and running out and he also, like, man, uh, just to, music. You
1: know just to make this clear, he was pulling that sock out of his fucking underwear. Right.
0: It was it was out like, of his yeah. well, was later though, because the claw the mandible That's claw true. was You're already right. on. It was like a like an attachment, like medieval mm-hmm. you know, attachment. So then you got the post Undertaker, right? After Mankind, which was Kane, and that was great. I totally mm-hmm. I totally get the Kane thing, but without the Mankind build up to Kane, it doesn't happen cuz essentially that story heart. is okay, Mankind fails. He fail he can't beat the Undertaker. The Undertaker is too strong. So Kane is introduced, right? So mm-hmm. without the Mankind thing, the Kane thing doesn't make as much sense cuz now this is when Paul Bearer has loaded up the arsenal Right. now I got a guy just as big as you he's not as crazy but he is physically the same stature he doesn't feel the pain just like you it's the same right you burned so, him alive right yeah and so that now now you have that's when all that real dark in the ministry and all that kind of stuff comes out of that um, and that's the best undertaker because the biker undertaker was awful okay that was horrible and i mean here i'll i'll counterpoint nostalgia it, undertaker after that
1: uh, great. Yeah, i get but it, it was counterpoint under- to your biker biker taker was fun for a minute biker taker was not i will you, you'll you never hear me say that it was the best taker but i think the thing about mark calloway as a performer is he was able to make all of this work the thing i did hate about biker taker and uh is that Biker Taker was like the first time kayfabe broke for me. Like, it, I yeah. knew that wrestling wasn't real and I knew that these were characters and I knew, blah, 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 blah. But when watching the show, The Undertaker went from a dead guy who fucking, like, slammed people on their heads and and did all the, uh, like, scary moonlight cemetery shit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he was just a dude. Oh, that's man? my mind. name's Mark Rod Harleys. Right. And that was so... I, I think that's why biker taker will always be looked at as like this kind of the worst version of him in walk and also the like, Well, I mean, he did have lip <laughs> biscuit as his fucking entrance thing.
0: Oh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to say this. I'm going to go against the grain that the, the last, you know, 25% of his career was all, we were all just nostalgia based. The matches weren't good. No. He was injured. He shouldn't have been out there. He, he was out there longer oh, than we he should have <sighs> been. And but here's here aside from what he did or didn't make work or how good the Undertaker was, because yeah, he's one of the best. He's a Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. guy. Here's the thing though. How do you not give the in, in your house era mankind matches any mention at all? That does, that makes no, those were the best. Now I'm talking performance-wise, match-wise, we still had purple gloves on. When we were doing the mankind thing. We were still Look, wearing the Those tie were those That those was he was in his prime. Those are his best. Early, matches.
1: The early Mankind matches were good. They were great. They're the, Shawn Michaels and Taker at Mania are the are his two best matches of all time. There's no and it's not even close. Like Mankind was a great storyline and they're great matches. But the the fuck the second but so the first match is the better match uh, of Shawn Michaels and Taker but that second build up where because Taker let Michael like Taker let Shawn like go fucking bonkers on him constantly like he was coming like Shawn was coming up through the ring Shawn was fucking him out of titles Shawn was just like I will do whatever it takes to get you to give me my fucking rematch because I'm going to beat you and that build up that that was like shot like so i'll give taker credit for this too that was like sean's best shining moment i think as a storyteller in wwe no oh. <laughs>
0: yeah. no look this is the time when sean michaels came back literally had a tag team match with god in his corner not great they were writing the worst stories for sean michaels of his that career that story and though was the best in sean michaels versus hulk hogan a, a, a pa- Not no. good. Not good. No. And then no. Shawn none, none Michaels, good. The, the heavenly, Sean Michaels, the
1: heavenly Shawn Michaels. Look. Also sucked. I'm telling you, now- Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker's build up, the build between Mania to Mania, between losing to Taker at Mania to the next Mania, is his best storyline ever. Because it's a year of desperate, of, of who we thought technically, uh, I mean, Bret Hart's technically the best wrestler of all time, right? Like, that's, we, we agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shawn Michaels is probably the sec, like, Number second two. best. Right. Shawn Michaels technically second best wrestler of all time, but his storyline not great. This one, dude, you need to go back and watch, like, some of it. It's so here's, good. Here's,
0: here's the thing. This is my problem. That's all well and great. That's legendary. Rah, rah, rah. The, the first hell in the Callaway cell with the Undertaker and Shawn Michaels that. is one of my top 3 favorite <laughs> matches of all time. I'm not saying that they didn't that era that they didn't have good stories. I'm saying the fact that Mark Callaway did not mention No, I can't believe that. is could, why you would mention Shawn and he maybe did. look. And here's and, the thing: And Triple H, H maybe, and, may, and maybe it was intentional, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know why he would not mention because that Hell in the Cell is Shawn Michaels and the DX versus Undertaker and the King. Oh, I know why. Like, is there a problem? I know why. He not, yeah, there not get a is. Wall? Like, oh, yeah. what is it? What's that? So,
1: there's a podcast on Spotify with a host that I'm not going to say the name of on our podcast. Okay. Mark Calloway, after he retired, went on and did a shoot interview on that show where he talked about You know, the new crop of wrestlers just, they don't work as hard. You know, they want, they're into spots and they don't, they're just not as like, blah, blah. They don't go to fucking bars and get shit-faced and go to fucking wrestling.
0: Yeah, he's full of shit. The new wrestlers are, yeah. Right. He had this whole like,
1: the old fucking guard was so much better than the new guard. And McFoley on Twitter was like, "Uh, I disagree with you. And there was like a little back. So
0: he's being petty on purpose by not mentioning because in here and here's my opinion you yeah, the Shawn Michaels thing the Shawn Michaels resurrection if you will whatever and you know me I I am a heartbreak kid I love the heartbreak. I was so mad when he lost to stone cold Steve Ball. I wasn't like everybody else that was like oh like that you know thank god Stone you the Cold. mike tyson like, you're no, talking yeah, about mike i was tyson. so mad i was like fuck mike tyson fuck stone cold mm-hmm. i was like this is bullshit because i i've seen a million stone cold matches i already know what that's about i already know and still i like stone cold i'm just saying sean michaels was my guy i was throwing the suck it you know what i mean in the hallway at school i had the dx shit on my binder as a dx guy with wwf fwcw at that time right like i was ride or die degeneration mm-hmm. x
1: which we can agree was just like kind of a shittier version of nwo now no like
0: NW nwo was different because nwo these guys they were, were doing
1: huge. the same thing dude like they that were, was the, they were counter programming
0: nwo i felt was a little more hood man because they had like they were wearing bandanas. It was almost like gangs. Like they had like the Wolf Pack, and then like you know, it was like WCW's like these good guys, and the NWO's kind of like just these gangster ass like biker dudes or something. I don't like, but they but everyone comes in. I felt, I felt. Like DX was more on my level when I was in middle school. It was like dick jokes. And it was like, you know, it was like, yeah, you're dick right. jokes. it was about boobs. It was about like, oh, look at this Sergeant Slaughter's like spit, and I'm going to wear a face mask. Look at this guy. He's going to be mad. NWO <laughs> was like, NWO might've been a little mature for me. Right. At that time, right. because it was a little more adult. It was a little more like, you know, it was a little more serious. Kind of How funny. It is it though that those
1: were the two groups and those four guys were They're the
0: masterminds the, of that were era. They're the click. They were the masterminds no, of that. That's era. the fucking click, dude. They, they, and to still there hasn't, in my opinion, been uh anything that good since then. It's still the best to me. Um uh, those Sam, two CM those... Punk's reign, uh John Cena's reign. All I still think that that particular era of wrestling is and it might always be my favorite era of wrestling. It will be because you were twelve. Well, not only that, but it was like, even without that, you had the Cruiserweight division in WCW. Well, you had Diamond yeah. Dallas Page. You had all these other guys also. You had Chris Benoit. You had Eddie Guerrero. You had, like, all, Di- Dean Malenko. You had, yep. like, all these other dude. the Steiner brothers. You had Buffman. Who, Manuel. by the way,
1: are in the Hall of Fame. That's I
0: saw cool. a little bit of that interview. That was pretty cool, man, those two guys. Because I Scott Steiner I've seen quite a bit since. But Rick Steiner, ha- haven't seen him much. You know what I mean? He kind of, you know, disappeared. Well, that's his kid,
1: right? Braun Breaker is uh, Rick Steiner's kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's definite lineage going on there, but Rick Steiner's like has kind of not been wrestling. I think he just kind of did some other stuff. He did that. And then he was kind of done with it. I think, you know, I
1: haven't seen it. Well, Scott Steiner has the greatest promo of all time. Steiner math. It's the best <laughs> promo. It's, yeah. it's the best. It's the fucking best promo. Someone
0: used that and they're like, he's going to do that for his Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> I <laughs> wish he would.
1: Dude. Dude, st- but it, the problem is he can't do it because it was in TNA.
0: It's Yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, oh, speaking uh, of- real quick before,
1: uh, before uh, something cool that happened that I forgot to even bring up, did you see uh, Ring of Honors Super Show that happened, I think, last night? I did not. Or any of it. Guess who's back in Ring of Honor?
0: Oh, Samoa Joe, right? Samoa Joe Joe.
1: came back. He's all elite. Samoa Joe is signed to a a deal with all elite wrestling in Ring of Honor.
0: You know why I like Samoa Joe? Look, because he's not, he doesn't have this model look right he doesn't have this wow. bodybuilder model look but he is such a good pro wrestler he is so good like yeah. all of his moves are so good for especially for his size and his mic skills like he he gets that character to a tee more than more than anybody else it's so believable Right, like mm-hmm. you, you believe
1: that? Like I you know, believe that Samoa Joe can walk into a fucking like a box, a bar fight, like a bar room, and beat the shit out of people in there.
0: Absolutely, I he's, that's he's, like the
1: character. He's just a, he's kind of like Kevin Owens' character, a little like the prize fighter. Like I, that's kind of what I see. Like he's a better version, right? Well, Ex- exa- really
0: no, perfect. Stuff. Because look, Kevin Owens is not like some, you know, I'm taking no, a bunch true. of steroids and lifting a bunch of weights. But you can that big, huge beer gut. That dude's going to knock somebody out. He's a big dude. He's mm-hmm. a problem. Like he's a real life, pro- like a real dude problem. He looks yeah. real. He doesn't look fake, right? It right? Doesn't look. It doesn't look Hollywood, right? right? And that's been his problem in the WWE because it's not his mic skills. It's not his in ring talent. He doesn't botch shit. He doesn't hurt guys. It's his look. He doesn't have the. Well, look and what's crazy him, you know? is he doesn't he doesn't
1: hurt people with the moves that he does because right. he does crazy shit. Like he yeah. did he did that him and sammy Zayn, because him and sammy Zayn have been best friends for like sammy zane's another guy
0: that's well, a believable yeah. barroom brawl uh head well they're
1: roster. both so those guys are just like they're best friends from like childhood i think they've known each other forever they came up together are they
0: both but, canadians
1: yeah they both lived yeah. like in the same place they're like from the same place too. Oh, okay uh and like that power bomb he del- did you see that so in nxt good. The the papa power bomb he did to fucking Sami Zayn on the ring apron. No the corner. Dude, that's what kicked off their fucking NXT feud. Like those two should always be working together. I don't know right. what the fuck they're doing. If they don't, because they they are so good. It's like having Matt and Jeff.
0: Well, well, because Kevin Owens is good enough and he he got the spot with Stone Cold this year, at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That, well, I will say, that means the writers and the creative respects Kevin Owens enough that they gave him that assignment because that is a, you or cannot mess Stone up a Cold. Stone Cold assignment. Or Stone Cold
1: wanted to work with him.
0: How in touch do you think Stone Cold is with modern talent, though, right now? Like guys I like I think that. pretty
1: in touch, dude. He has a podcast and he brings people on. No, it a I, lot. I
0: see. I see his podcast, but it's a lot of it's a lot of guys from and around maybe prior to that mm-hmm. era. Even
1: he had Kevin Owens on a show. Did he, he had Dean Ambrose okay. on a show. Well, because he has the two different ones. He has the WWE <laughs> produced podcast, and then he has the Stone Cold The Broken Steve Skull
0: Ranch one. one. There's uh, two different, but yeah. no, there's
1: Broken Skull Ranch is like the the WWE version and then he has his own podcast on like that he doesn't work with WWE
0: with. I listen I listen to one of his not not yeah. every episode but no.
1: I don't know I like I get into like the I like the Jim Ross podcast honestly. I think he has the, the best best
0: Jim and Conrad. Through. Yeah, they they got a good one. I think uh yeah. I don't think Stone Cold would be forced to work with anybody that he doesn't work with and he's got enough sway to... Right,
1: I think he picked his his
0: opponent. It's like Um, Undertaker.
1: Undertaker picked his opponents, dude. Like, at the end, he was like, I'll work with fucking Brock or I'll work with Roman. Like, it wasn't forced. I'm sure that, like, Vince was like, hey, Mark, can you do me a solid? Like, we're trying to get this guy over. Can you take the fuck... Can you help us? Right. Like, and he would do that. But no, there's a lot of people that like at a certain point, they just, they just pick their fucking guys. They, like if you're going to come back, if you're Stone Cold or The Rock, The Rock is going to come back with who he wants to come back with. He's not going to be told by anybody who he's going to work
0: with. I, I beg to differ a little bit because when The Rock came back and they were trying to get babyface Roman Reigns over and he got booed, he was furious. Because he's like, this is not what I signed up for. I this is like this is bad for my reputation because you guys put me in a situation that I you know you, that you made me look cheesy. Yeah, they're not buying it, and I'm I'm the Rock. The Rock. That's why I said that about Stone Cold because the Rock is not plugged into wrestling like. Some of these guys Stone cold is definitely, but the rock games. is, but the rock is not, you're right. Like right. the rock is so busy with other stuff that it's, it's way, way, yeah. way, way, way in the back burner. Dude. Stone, When was the last movie stone
1: cold was in stone cold sitting at home, catching, cash and legends, checks and royalty checks and doing a podcast. Like
0: well, he had that virus. reality show for a little while too. Yeah. He's
1: doing that. But stone but cold still
0: not- is. He is still is a business guy. Right. Yeah, I, he's I'm sh- he's got his
1: beer, the Broken Skull IPA or whatever. Like he's got his own beer. Yeah, he's, he's got
0: some investments. He's doing right. shit he wants
1: to do, but he's not like the the rock probably has about 3 hours of free time a year at this point.
0: Right? Yeah. No, he's he's busy. Cuz I mean, think about it. He's at the Super Bowl, he's in Fast and the Furious series, he's in other movies. He's no, he's in- not
1: in Fast and Furious anymore. Him and Ben Diesel. No, I time. yeah,
0: I know that. That's <laughs> That, okay, first, I'm going to say this, this might, this might trigger a lot of people, the, the Rock never belonged in the Fast and Furious series, neither nope. did Jason Statham, nope. neither does Jet Li, or Jackie Chan, or any A-list, John claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal, the, the, it never needed that. It was a street racing franchise that was really, really good. In the good. first three movies, that was really, really good. And right. then they they outgrew their britches. They made a lot of money, and people started, you know, throwing their ideas and concepts. And I got submarines and tanks and the Rock. Vin Diesel, I understand why he was upset, because Vin Diesel, with 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 in conjunction with Pitch Black, mm-hmm. in that he had kind of built this kind of. Like following that he built his fan base off of being like the alpha of that franchise he -hmm. was the Dom is the go grab a wrench last resort heavy hitter everything's on the line this is the guy Mm -hmm. you bring the rock in and Jason Statham you spin the series off on them right Mm -hmm. you not only that but think about it Tokyo Drift they didn't bring back Suki or from Fast 2 Right, like some of these characters that we wanted, we didn't see the dude from uh from Tokyo Drift, the main character from that, who would have been an easy fill-in for Paul Walker, right? Because now we need mm-hmm. a new main guy. Here's our other main guy. We already we had him already. Until this last one, what nine movies later?
1: I haven't even seen it. I nine, think the last Fast and the Furious. You Pirates bring Han, out.
0: you bring Han back, and that guy back nine movies later when we're already in submarines and Tyrese and Ludacris are dropping out of airplanes and ATVs. You know, like what? What is going on? So yeah. I get why he was mad. I would be mad too because this is my baby. You brought a guy in, took it parlay, mm-hmm. you know, and now this. Now you've turned it into a, kind of a joke. Cause now you see the memes and the,
1: you know, we're family and all that kind of stuff on the family, F E M L Y, family. Yeah, like,
0: yeah. they they turned it into a bit of a joke. You know what I mean? We talked about the Click. We talked about the Steiners. We talked about the NWO. We talked about DX. But one of those four people in the original Click was Triple H, and he was hated by not only not not just me but everybody, because he was always the big dumbass sidekick of Shawn Michaels. He was like the copycat of Shawn Michaels, but just didn't quite have, you know, the sexy boy swag, right? He just didn't quite, he just didn't have it, right? Shawn, it was believable. When you threw the braids and the polo and the boat shoes on Shawn Michaels, there's your stereotypical frat boy asshole with the super kick it just was so natural for him triple h everything felt so forced and, and and being an enforcer but not being the size of kevin nash or not being the giant or not well, being then having an enforcer on top of that enforcer like, and like, then having a woman enforcer right and then the game came right and it changed right so we went from thunder rising right to kind of a knockoff Sean Michaels like yes man guy to the game and i loved it right the freaking motor the yeah. motorhead and the freaking beard and the jacket Well, he finally the,
1: found his that was
0: him man he finally found his character it and was I, the sludge hammer yeah. i mean god dude the, i mean it the motorhead playing live it's all about, dude, I used to listen to the freaking Triple H theme song, you know, getting ready to go to training in the morning mm-hmm. in the shower because it's like, it would pump me up, dude. It still yeah. pumps me up to this day. Uh, and then it's,
1: it's, then top, evolution. it's definitely top five. He has three of the top five, uh, just like listenable WWE theme. It's good. Evolution, the game or, uh, what line in the sand is the evolution theme. Yeah uh the game and then king of kings and
0: then also dx so
1: four yeah i love the dx theme, but that's what it is
0: so then then you know like we're talking about evolution so then he gets randy orton his start gives rick flair his dignity back and, and then gives batista. batista the actual shining light of that team because if you remember batista was the world champion for most of that of no, evolution he wasn't. that was he was the, he was the reigning heat well batista took the flag after that Mm-mm. until john so, cena
1: well cena was there already but it was so the evolution was uh uh randy was the intercontinental champion triple h was the world heavyweight champion big gold delta oh
0: that's right they had yeah
1: and then batista and flair were the fucking tag
0: champs that's right. That was the whole thing. They housed all the belts. Yeah. They they held all the gold. And then they kind of soloed John Cena as the the hero trying to save the days, winning the Yeah, and then what? there was
1: like the big turn, which was like the big Randy Orton moment where Randy won the title, right? He later, later, like a couple of years later, Randy Orton becomes the youngest ever world heavyweight champion. The legend killer. And then he gets betrayed by Triple H because H wants his belt back and Batista kicks the shit out of Randy Orton. And then that started the the Randy Orton was then kicked out of evolution. So the thing about that, that faction evolution is that I think it was one of, it was the, the heel faction done almost perfectly. You had all four of these shit kicking heels, but they all had their purpose and they, 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 H comes out of it looking incredible, right? Randy Orton is the fucking next big thing now. Batista is a huge deal. Uh, And then Flair gets to look like Ric Flair again. Yeah. So they, they were able to take those four guys and turn them, you know, make two new stars while also... Re, like reclaiming kind of the star power of another guy and keeping another guy at the top. So Not to be good.
0: So to, to just, just to think about the effect of triple H who was widely regarded as Shawn Michaels babysitter, because he's just getting too fucked up and can't take care of himself. Ric Flair's in a dumpster somewhere revives. Ric Flair uh did so much for so many people throughout the duration of his career. And it was kind of weird because I I wasn't expecting, there was like a lot of news that day, right? When Triple H retired, I forget what else came out that exact same day, but there was like some pretty big competing headlines for that, right? That was Mania Week.
1: Uh, You had a bunch of some other stuff, but yeah, I mean, I think, and it was also kind of not done in the way you would expect, no, um, he not He didn't at all. get his raw moment, which was like, you know, I, Flair, Flair got his goodbye. Edge got his goodbye. Shawn Michaels got his goodbye. H kind of just on Stephen A. Smith was like, I'm never going to wrestle again.
0: On Stephen A. Smith. Right? Just kind that, of
1: flippantly it, threw it out like, I'm never going to wrestle it, again.
0: And he just he just shot 100%. So look, I a, my heart was jacked up. I was going to die. Mm-hmm. And I'm done. And that and that and when he said that, that's when it hit me that I was like, God, I I really thought that I was going to be seeing Triple H once a year on WrestleMania with the skull and the chair and the Mm -hmm. crazy and somebody was going to face the game for the next till I die. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that that's not going to happen and that I had taken this guy's career for granted granted. the entire freaking time Mm -hmm. that I acknowledged him but always put somebody over him his entire career. Well, because he's never been that guy.
1: He's never been the guy. But you know what what he is? We were talking about
0: The Miz last week. You know what Triple H? Triple H H H never tried to go to freaking Hollywood. Triple Mm -hmm. H didn't try to uh, join a pro wrestling team or go to the UFC. Triple H stayed with the fans, stayed true to his craft year in, after year in, after night, by hour by hour, and he never left. And Mm -hmm. we took him for granted as wrestling fans for for what?
1: 25 years. And
0: not just took him for granted, but made him the bad guy. So here's what I want to say about Triple H is that he remained the consummate bad guy to where we all hated him. So that means he did his job to perfection Mm -hmm. because regardless of kayfabe, He played the heel so well that you genuinely did not like the game until it was over and went, damn, what a body. Well, and
1: even to a certain extent, like there was a point where because he was running NXT, right? And we still were like, fuck Triple H. Right. Even though he was running like arguably at that time, the best brand of WWE that was like putting in these new stars, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, fucking Kyle O'Reilly, all these names that are all in AEW now, like killing it. Right. Like he, he put together this really great wrestling program with like his best friend and William Regal, and then was unceremoniously like fired from it. Um, but yeah, I, he had one of those careers, man. It, I actually always kind of liked Triple H, to be honest, because I always like bad guys. Uh, and he was also, so like, good at it, you know. He, with
0: every every yeah. different. Think about the different types. He didn't just play one type of bad guy. No, he played the sophisticated, pompous, ignorant, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, Hunter hurst Helmsley. Hunter hurst Helmsley then played the. Degenerate, annoying, mm-hmm. frat boy, khaki shorts, Triple H, pretty boy, Triple H that still won fights so it was even worse because he'd still win. Actively, the mm-hmm. then played the businessman, the 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 corporate evil entity. He played and then the biker, the mm-hmm. thrasher, the muscle car, motorhead guy.
1: He. I never like, really thought of him no, as a biker. He was always kind of like the the, the buck rock. Yeah. Yeah, the speed metal guy, the thrash metal
0: guy. from the Right. And he played, so we're talking about four or five. Ric Flair's had the same hat on his entire career almost. Mm -hmm. Most guys wear one hat. The Undertaker's worn one hat, basically. A couple of things that didn't work and one hat. Mm -hmm. HBK wore one hat. Yeah, he was sexy boy. Paul Levesque, CM Punk, Mm -hmm. wore one hat. This dude wore six, seven, eight different hats. And, and he work. won every single one of them. You hated it just as much as the last one. Yeah. You know? And that's hard to do in this day and age, right? Because we'll yeah. look at a heel and be like, yeah, whatever, we're still cheering for the heel because we know better. Not with him.
1: No. We, no. We, we'd see him at fucking...
0: We're hating him him on him on Twitter. We're hating him everywhere we go. It's Triple H's fault. We, we hated him. He's not even in the ring. We hated him. There's not too many guys that can do that. Ever. Yeah. And he's Well, got- and I don't
1: think that he ever had uh Xbox heat. He never had Go Home heat. He never had Get the fuck off my TV heat. He always had like ah shit, like shit kicking heel heat. He always had like oh yeah, that's fucking guy. And that's the like he got the belt again. Yeah. Damn it. It's like <laughs> fuck. But you wanted to see him get his ass kicked. It wasn't like with certain... There's certain people who get, like, heat to the point where it's like, okay, get the fuck off my TV. I'm tired of looking at you. He never really got there. He was always kind of like, ah, that's not true. There was that point where he just refused to give up the title for, like... Four years.
0: I think there was a point. And I think that's when he legitimately got with Stephanie McMahon mm-hmm. and people were like, and then he had the world championship and people legitimately did not want to be a part of that. Watch that want anything to do with that. They thought it was such BS. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, guys, like we said, Bret Hart to us is probably the greatest wrestler of all time. But, and Bret Hart even saying, I can't remember a classic match with triple H. Well, well, that's exactly what a what a heel would want, you to say, right? I yeah. can't. That's like, you know, you've had there's some great ones. Rick Rude is one of those guys, but Rick Rude has was always Rick Rude. Mm-hmm. Right? He switched to the manager Rick Rude, but that that was pretty well, much He did a, that for a little bit and
1: then he was back to
0: regular Rick Rude. You had Rude guys like Bobby w. Heenan or Jimmy Hart or these guys that were microphones that, you know, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. But you never had a guy do. And I think that's what what is so special about him. To be able to change face from being completely based, William Regal, English lame coat, mm-hmm. right? To all these different characters that he was able. And it was all, you never second-guessed it, really. Yeah. I believe. Well, Triple when he H took the fucking.
1: Of, yeah. When he took the fucking. When he put the suit on. That was when it was like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was always the, always suit, kind
0: of, the he, suit Triple H personified, right? Like that's mm-hmm. when he was really solid because he's like, okay, so now that we've done all that, mm-hmm. check it out now. Mm-hmm. And guess what? And it's, it's believable off the field as well. Right. Cause look at, I got kids with the McMahon's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, you fucking I'm, I'm hate locked me. in. Uh, yeah. Where's but... HBK at now? Where's Bret Hart at now? Where's everybody at now? Where's Stone Cold at I now? Will I will say know? how interesting still here. is it
1: that of the click, he was the youngest of all four of them. um, But he was the last to retire and by a lot. Like it wasn't a small amount of time between, you know, Hall, uh nash and and michaels have all been retired for fucking a decade
0: not only that but actual relevance and influence on the business right because Mm -hmm. triple h never ended up shit faced at a motel six doing a bunch of blow can't walk needs to go to ddp's house triple h only got better he only got smarter he only made more money. He only spent more time in the gym. He only did the right thing more, right? Yep. And he eclipsed everybody from that click. He eclipsed. Well, you also have to think everybody because
1: he was the one that was punished. He was the only one of the four that was punished because two of them were leaving the company, and Shawn Michaels was fucking Shawn Michaels. So, right. So he was the one that that got like got all the shit for you know scott and and all that and then to see that kind of turn like he had to have kept that chip his whole fucking oh yeah you be like fuck you you i'm the i'm the one that's in trouble for this i'm 20. yeah what are you talking about i'm in trouble and he got it like stone cold steve austin only happens because of that because H was supposed to win that King of the Ring. Right. The one where Stone Cold said, you talk about your Psalms, you talk about your scriptures. Yeah. Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. That King of the Ring was not supposed to be Stone Cold. That was supposed to be Triple H.
0: That's what's great about wrestling, though, is because no matter how messy it gets, mm-hmm. something good always comes out of it. But, you know, reflecting on Hunterhurst Helmsley's career, uh, Yeah, I don't think the impact dawned on me enough at how consistently good that guy was and how shit on he got his entire career. Yeah, Completely. Because, yeah, completely. And the only time that I can really think that people really did get behind him probably was... The, the game and the leather jacket right when he was, was no the
1: people game. were way behind him when he was the leader of dx like right after sean retired true yeah and he but, was running dx was still, with the road dog that was still Xbox. debatable
0: though because it was off the coattails right mm-hmm. it wasn't his own thing and i think the game persona when we really got to see what triple h was really about and that that he couldn't have built a cooler character right no. he, that was just you couldn't have built a cooler character than that uh and especially working with what he had to work with you know mm-hmm. who, who who was at the top that time yeah john cena jbl <laughs> right Dude, who else jbl
1: he- had like an eight month title reign <laughs> it's, it's horrible john bradshaw <laughs> layfield from the acolytes the worst that guy's career sucked every I, <laughs> He's terrible. I hated every second of it. He had a a stiff
0: clothesline, though. He had a good clothesline. He had that.
1: And then he was a bully piece of shit. And then he was on fucking commentary. And I had to hear that dumbass talk. Fuck that guy. Fuck John Bradshaw. Oh, no, he's going to retire in two years. You know, something will happen in two years. I'll be like, I miss John Pratchett like hell. Oh, he's such a good heel. I mean, look, no, uh, no. Eddie Guerrero thing was good, but other than that, he's,
0: uh, I, I'm not a fan. You know, I, like, I'm always everyone's, you know, an attitude era or whatever. I, I'm always an in-your-house guy, 100%. So, uh, You know, JBL in the house era was it the smoking guns. Is that what it was? Was he part of that? No, that was Bart and Billy. Bart, Gun. Bart and Billy Gun. That's right. Okay. No, JBL maybe was. Like, maybe I don't like JBL at all. Then what was JBL? JBL was, was in, with in your Brad, house. He wasn't.
1: I think he he wasn't, wasn't there. No, he was part of like uh, he was part of the APA which spun out of the Acolytes, <laughs> yeah, which was the Ministry of Darkness tag team that like... Okay, that was okay though. Okay. But they sucked. No, the only time they the were good is when they were the APA <laughs> and they would like play poker in the back room. That was good. But as like a tag team... Eh. But like as like a funny thing that was happening in the back room, the Acolyte Protection Agency was funny.
0: I thought so. Okay, that was good. But I will say this. I did not like the Cowboy JBL, so he did his job correctly because Mm -hmm. I did not like that. And I I really didn't like or buy the uh, Thugonomics John Cena, too. So that whole thing, for me, I, uh, I, I, I watched it in passing.
1: Right. Yeah. I didn't spend a whole well, lot of the time. The Ruthless Aggression era was definitely a it time was where bad. we were both out. It was I, bad. Yeah, I, I didn't return. I left wrestling completely behind, like right before Ruthless Aggression, and then came back right around CM Punk the middle of CM Punk's title reign. Like right after the pipe bomb and the, yeah.
0: the And I came back thing. after you. You know who brought me yeah. back? Who? Brian Danielson. Fair. Because I was like, what is that all about? What is this thing, this guy from the Northwest who's five foot 10 doing? To, to, and I watched it and I was like, wow, I remember why I like wrestling again because of that. That's good.
1: His, that yes movement, like the original yes is so fucking funny because it's so obnoxious. And that's all it was supposed to be. Essentially, you know where it started? He cashed in money in the bank on Mark Henry and the big show after like a, a hellacious chairs match. And then as he, <laughs> they he didn't do anything. They were both knocked the fuck out and he just pinned one of them and then left with the title. And as he was leaving, he just went, yes, 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 yes. As he was running out of the fucking building. And then it became like the
0: biggest thing in wrestling. Uh, that's like that's the left. thing with wrestling is like you find you attach to characters right mm-hmm. that personify maybe something that that you would like to be or maybe you don't have or they they fill a void with this character right mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen a character like that like I had seen CM Punk but not not I would say not a majority of people could to link in with CM Punk I know people that hate CM Punk. That are big wrestling fans, yeah. That, that are just like I did not like that at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's the thing with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels is that they were able somehow were able to pull that out of you, right? Mm-hmm. Where you are like, damn, Yokozuna is like five hundred and sixty pounds, but <laughs> Bret Hart looks like a normal guy, like he just like in in shape, but he could do it. Bret Hart could beat the Undertaker, he mm-hmm. could do it, right? Daniel yeah. Bryan had that, like, and has it, because he's still going. Bryan Danielson.
1: Yeah, well, Danielson is, yeah, the shit he's doing with Mox, I'm really a big fan of.
0: And then he's oh. working with Regal, too. Oh, but that's... but he brought me back, because as you know, in the Northwest, we don't get a lot of big things, right? No. We, we, It's very, uh, and not just the Northwest in America, but Canada, <laughs> right? We're up there <laughs> with them. It's yeah. the same, right? Like, we get... You know, every now and then, you know, Canada gets a Drake or we get a, a Daniel Bryan, you know, or, or something. <laughs> right. But it's we not get it's, an
1: American dragon. But know, it's every not every swap. day.
0: Yeah, it's not every day. And that brought me back because I was like, OK, so I think that they're going in the right direction. Right. Because this is interesting to me. You know, I want to. Yeah, see but it. they
1: fought it every step of the way. And you got
0: to remember, too, at that particular point in time, we also had the the, the Bray Wyatt Family. Uh, oh man, that was happening at the same time. So I was like, "Wow, so you got that, and you got this." Dude, I. How do you fuck up the fiend? Such a good heel character. How do you fuck that up? But you remember that that whole thing? I mean, that that whole roster and that whole mm-hmm. particular point in time was just it. It was a changing of the guard, and it was a fresh boost too. And that, and like you said, also. That was H's NXT. Right? That was like all that stuff was incongruous incongruent. The shield was stuff. happening right at that the same shield, time. Yeah, the shield betrayal happened at that time. Um so it was really, really, really good. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that we're we're kind of stale right now, but it does feel like, you know, WWE we're is pond. stale
1: right now. Uh AEW is not, and I'm looking forward to <laughs> WWE coming out the other end of this a little bit. The
0: past few months, AEW is, you know, because you can only bring out the big guy. You can't do it every show. No. Heavy hand. You know, it, it felt to me like they were running out of hat tricks. You know, they had all the momentum, the steam built up, and then they were, you know, starting to kind of run out of new stuff, right? Because you can't, it can't just be an introduce a guy every show and that's what we got, right? Like we want to see some of these guys come over um and I say that they they've gotten a little bit stagnant it's just because people are leaving now right like one person left you hit a precipice right and now one but he was vital in that creation of that he was vital
1: in the creation but I think he overstayed look we'll see what Cody does uh you know spoiler alert he's in the WWE (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um <laughs> we'll get over the matches and stuff in the next episode. Yeah, we'll see we'll see what he ends up doing there, but um you know, I think he has a mind for the business. Uh, but I I think the Bucks and Omega and Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and Keith Lee and the Hardy Boys and FTR and MJF and Sammy Guevara and jungle boy. And I think they're fine. I think they'll be okay without him. I think they're going to be great without him. Uh, they got Mox, They got Brent Danielson. They've got a bunch of high IQ wrestling guys who are great at storytelling. And when Omega gets back, it's going to be fucking awesome.
0: It's great right now. Like the success of AEW was 100% predicated. Mm-hmm. on the name Cody Rhodes.
1: no, it was it? It was 100% predicated on the name Kenny Omega.
0: It went, like you said, in the young Bucks, of Darby Allen. And there was, he was another name that we found interesting in that. And I think that his lineage kind of gets in the way a little bit because I think it puts him in a, uh, in this kind of like high hierarchical thought process where my family is the business. We are the American dream. We are like, I am this. And mm-hmm. so he can't listen as well. Right. Or, I fit, think or fit as well because the Young Bucks are like, we're wrestling fans or wrestlers. We got good ideas, but yeah, we don't have the names behind us, but like we're, you know, we, we know, right? Yeah.
1: I look, I don't look. Cody was good. I I think Cody's best work um was in WWE when he was with Legacy. Uh um, yeah, that was good. And then maybe a little bit like the oh, no his best work is the Road Scholars. Him and fucking Damian Sandow. Okay, that, that's a comical work. The as a he's a great promo and I think that he needs to be put in that position more and and the thing but is, I, is that
0: he doesn't view himself as a good promo. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. He views himself as a top-tier guy. I mean, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. Like like I said, we're going to cover WrestleMania. But the word on the street was that he was going to get Rollins for mm-hmm. WrestleMania. That's a, that's a pretty big billing. And I don't really know if Cody Rhodes is the right guy for that billing. I don't know. They, they didn't have anything else Seth for Rollins. 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 But to me, Seth Rollins is uh, an A-list talent. Uh, yeah. I don't He's not know... the best wrestler
1: in his own house, though. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't house. think.
0: I don't think that that Cody is the best wrestler in his family because I watched Dustin's a lot of Gold Dust growing up. No,
1: Gold Dust is Dustin
0: Rhodes, and is Gold me. Dust uh, stands on its own. Man, mm-hmm. it was that. It was good. I feel like Cody Rhodes is, is the younger brother. And, uh, but here as a fan, and to be fair, I don't know if there's anything that he could really do that would change my opinion much.
1: I don't Cody? think so. No. I don't think so.
0: I don't think there's a match that he could have or a feud that he could have. Look, he had a
1: great match with Sammy Guevara. He had a great match with Brody Lee. He had a great match with Chris Jericho. That's why He's I don't want to be too
0: critical match. on him because I do enjoy that stuff. I just don't I don't think there's He's anything I not... can do to change my mind. He's not. I don't
1: want to see him wrestling for Roman for the WWE championship.
0: I don't want to see him wrestling Omega. I don't want to see him wrestling CM Punk. I don't want to see him. You know, like that's the problem. Is I have a bias at this point.
1: Yeah, I think at this point, Cody, Cody hasn't figured out that he is enhancement talent now. (laughs) Yeah, and I know that's a dick way to say it. I don't think he's a jobber. I just think that he's a guy who is, his job is to make other people look good now. And it, and that's not, a, I mean, that's the Miz. The Miz is, his job is to make people
0: look good. His well, yeah. job is to. Here's, here's all Cody has to do. And this is what I don't understand. His role is babyface lose. That's it. Mm-hmm. You, you create the heels, your baby face lose. That's what you do. I think Cody Rhodes wants to be world title holder. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. And look no. at the two guys that WWE's got. You, you need to grow like six or seven more inches, add another 150 pounds, maybe 200. No, you're not going to get yeah. You're not going to get it. And yeah, you could have a good intercontinental run, mm-hmm. but he just can't seem to figure out. And here here's the other thing. You're not Randy Orton. There's a difference. Randy Orton, regardless of legacies, that's just a, another tip in the bucket, right? Another drop. Blink. Mm-hmm. But Randy Orton on his own is a believable. I could see Randy Orton coming and hitting the RKO out of nowhere on Brock Lesnar, giving him the boot because if you get kicked, it doesn't matter how big you are in the face <coughs> you lose, and stealing the title from Country mm-hmm. Brock. I could see that. If Cody Rhodes does that, I don't believe it, right? Right. I, and maybe it's because Randy Orton's bigger stature maybe it's because I like his moves better maybe it's because he's been consistent with his image right because he just went from basically business casual to you know vest and RKO and that's Mm -hmm. that's what it's been it's never changed I didn't get like a baby face I mean I got like kind of a silly baby but it's always been the same the, the, the Randy Orton package has been the same.
1: Yeah. Right? Current Randy Orton is the best Randy Orton, though. Randy Orton yeah, having fun with Matt Riddle. That's right. And I, but, and yeah, I, like I don't. Too. I Look, I wish Cody Rhodes nothing but the most success. I just, I don't think, I think he, uh, I think he overval. And you have to, if you're, like, if, if you're you, you have to overvalue yourself. And he does. He overvalues yeah. m- what he is Cap- I don't want to say that. I think he's capable of a lot of stuff. I think he was more capable 15 years ago. And because there is that fucking problem between Vince and Dusty, and there always was, he got fucked. And he stayed in the company, the wrong company for too long and had to, and got fucked over and over and over again. And now I still see Stardust. I still see. <laughs> The fucking road Scholars Cody. I still see legacy Cody. I don't see what he might have been if he was not always just the son of a plumber. Son of a son of a
0: plumber. The, the problem with Cody is that just because you went over and did this, and that was probably the greatest thing he ever did in his career, was do this yeah. AEW thing. Because I respected the move. I was like, okay, well, I'm this and I'm that and I'm going to do this. And he came in and he had some great, did some great things. I think he just has it in his head. And maybe it is, maybe it's a Rhodes thing. I don't know. Dusty didn't really. (sighs) Dusty Rhodes told DDP one time, if you're not trying to be the champ, what are you even doing here? Mm -hmm. Don't, don't middle card yourself. Right. And Diamond Dallas Page took that advice all the way to the bank and became Mm -hmm. the the face of WCW for a while. The problem is I agree with Vince on Cody, right? You're a good kid, a hard worker, good legacy. I'll pay you, right? But I'm not taking Roman Reigns out of the spot. I'm not Mm -hmm. taking him out of the spot. Probably not for another five years. It's not happening. And Brock's got another easy five years, right? Less than Roman, but still. And there's no way. I'm not doing it. So who's who's got the intercontinental strap right now?
1: Right now, uh, right now. Okay, Sammy? No.
0: Who is the current? This is important because you, you we got two more. We got the U.S. title. We got the intercontinental title. Ricochet. Ricochet. Okay. Yep. You can work the intercontinental title, but. You were already doing that before you, you know, the, the yeah. fact that he left and came back to just do the same thing, because you already know that other thing is not gonna happen, makes me lose respect for the move. He well we'll played, see. I mean he might get a fucking. Played he played more might get ball it. with the Young Bucks and Khan and Omega and been the baby face that put people over and had awesome bumps. That's what he should have done. He doesn't need the belt. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe him with the belt in AEW either. I don't. No, I don't
1: believe. No, him. I don't believe in beating it, uh, Hangman. I believe Adam Cole beating Hangman, but I'm a huge Adam Cole mark. So, well,
0: th- again, that's different. It's it's the idea that he wants more than anybody else really wants from him. Mm-hmm. You know. And maybe that's his upbringing. Maybe that's his pride. Maybe that's his ego. Maybe that's his repertoire. I don't know. But he seems to get fed up if he doesn't like a situation, Stardust. And he seems to kind of... To go be fair, there, though,
1: he sat at WWE for fucking ever. Like, he was there for so long before he was like, okay, can I take the fucking
0: latex jumpsuit off, please? Well, they like, tried a different way. Remember, they tried a different way with him at first, but he wasn't Randy Orton. So it's not going to work the same. You know, it's
1: yeah.
0: no, I'm saying that I'm not saying that I'm saying that.
1: So I think if, if you had given him a WWE or world heavyweight championship reign when he was 26, he probably never leaves WWE. Right? Because that says, okay, you can have the fucking strap. You can have it. But at the same time, it's not giving him too much. It's not, he's not beating Brock Lesnar for it. Maybe he's beating Randy Orton in a weird program where it's like legacy versus legacy. You know, it's my dad was, was cowboy Bob and your dad was (laughs) the son of a plumber and like, like fun Blue blue collar brawl. Yeah. We're not blue collar though. Like right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just I don't know. Cody is a is an enigma at this point. Um, because I think he has great mic skills. Um, I think he understands the business at a level that very few other people um understand it. And I think that he I think he just overvalues what he is. His own worst
0: enemy is himself because he could be a consummate heel forever and do really well at it.
1: And he wouldn't go heel. I don't know why he wouldn't turn heel. I don't know.
0: Be a a heel. Be the spoiled, rotten brat of a plumber that was world champion and everything was handed to you and you just F people out of that, out of their shots Mm -hmm. all the time. Then I buy you having a belt because Mm -hmm. you're doing it a different way. Babyface Cody is never going to happen because he just doesn't have the thing. I don't know what it is, but he doesn't. Well, the, the fans were Stardust selling. was not a, a baby face. It was, it became, it was a heel that people just kind of grew to like because it was a little bit ridiculous. I you think know? everybody
1: hated Stardust realistically. It I think did. it was just like,
0: exact yeah. the consummate heel. He did, he did good at it. Anyway, that's it for episode 15 of Rip City Goons. Thank you everybody for hanging out with me and Teguvera. Check him out. Twitch.tv Teguvera T E H G U V. A-R-A. G-U-E-V-A-R-A. <laughs> Glavara. And then you can check uh, me out if I ever get my Twitch working at twitch.tv backslash uh, ripcitygoons with a Z.